he's got a Porky Pig tramp stamp. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just the pigtail. Uh, oh, it's well, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I was I I had a lot of tequila that night. And uh... welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dyson. I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hi. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Um, you cannot see this because this is a podcast. But Danae was spinning in her chair as she was weeing. Mm-hmm. Well, How do you do that with like, as she were was, you holding your cord up? Yes, I was because, like, if I do it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> You didn't complete your twirl, Jonathan. Try again. Uh, we are excited. We've got, a gr- we've got a lot of fun in store for you. Um, we are totally later on going to uh, record a segment with Mystery Writer 2. Uh, Which so you will we're gonna- totally pretend like you didn't know is coming later on. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, uh, excited to introduce you to the second of two mystery writers who have been, uh, writing on some of the sins videos. Uh, but that will happen down the line when we, uh, hit a review for, uh, the, the movie that, uh, they wrote on. Um, but of course we're going to do all the usual fun. So let's get right into it. Kick it off with the sin side scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. We'll start with Commercial Sins, Hardee's, slash Carl's Jr., depending on where you live in the, the country, mm-hmm. uh, did a Paris Hilton commercial. Um, so, yeah, Jeremy wrote all about it with a Commercial Sins video. I forgot how weird these commercials were. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Because yeah. this was like the Hardy's thing forever. They yeah. always got like supermodels and, and you know, and eventually like probably Instagram people and stuff. And there was a big up. There's a there's. Do you find it sexy, Aaron, to see a woman oh, okay. in a midriff um, biting yes, down on a yes. burger with like sure, ketchup sure. just I, coming? Listen, I. Hey, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I <laughs> just curious. <laughs> there definitely was an uproar. I remember the uproar about this. Uh, there was an uproar in like the Puritan sense where people were like, oh, "I never, I can't believe that," you know, like that kind of thing. And then there was also like an uproar from the other side that was more like, you know, um, I don't get it. This is dumb. Like, it, like nobody liked this commercial. I don't remember anybody being like, "Oh, that's hilarious," well, or "Oh, that's amazing." Or, you know, whatever. And not to mention, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you had the people that, you know, I mean, before the Kardashians, you know, Paris Hilton got a lot and still probably does, unfortunately, get a lot of hate. I've kind of become a Paris defender. I mean, not that I ever like couldn't stand her. Sure. But I've really gotten I've just I've heard too many really not good stories about her from people that have worked with her. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, in fact, if you go back and listen to our interview with Darren Lynn Bowsman from like a year or so ago, mm-hmm. he talks about working with her on a repo, the genetic opera. It's a beautiful story. Uh, the, the stuff she did for him. And, um, so I don't know. I, I always find the hate kind of weird, but I think that was probably a lot of it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I do tend to stand up for like cultural pariahs in some way. Depend. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. if it's, you know, not something they've obviously done to kind of earn the the dislike or whatever. Um, but Paris is one of those who, you know, <laughs> reality stars in general. It's like, yeah, we can we can make fun of the culture that leads to them, 
but that doesn't mean there's still not a human being with value as a human being. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a there's a line to draw there. So I'm with you. Um, I do remember this commercial coming out though. Danae, do you remember th- this commercial like when it was popular? Like hearing about it, seeing about it, any of that kind of stuff? Not really. Um, yeah. No. But I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. I I think like if this commercial is pushing the bounds of you know sexuality and sex and meat and cars and suggestive po- mm-hmm. suggestive poses i think that's what happens on television and media all the time is people try to figure mm-hmm. out how to get attention mm-hmm. and certainly uh our curiosity about body form and shape and things like that is a way for people to like turn their heads and have thoughts right so mm-hmm. you turn your head you have thoughts you see her with a burger and other other things like the car washing scenario and your brain is just processing a lot of information at once and you don't forget it. And so mm-hmm. I can understand pushing the boundaries. And I think, listen, we're watching Rick and Morty's new season. Okay. There is some <laughs> fucking insane bullshit that they put up on the screen for people to watch. The difference I think is that people choose to watch a show, Rick and Morty, whereas a commercial just kind of pops in inadvertently oh, yeah. and unexpectedly in between content that you're just seeing on television. And the mm-hmm. networks have decided that this commercial is appropriate uh, in certain formats and you didn't really have a choice to click and watch it. You're just forced to watch it. I think that's probably why it feels more controversial is because you, you kind of have it shoved down your throat, so to speak. But then mm-hmm. I feel like most people want what they've just seen shoved down their throat in various forms. Now let's, let's just back up a bit. This is Paris's decision to do something like this. She's a full grown woman. She's not just mm-hmm. a reality star. She's an heiress. So this woman has had a very different life than anyone you will ever meet. Should you meet her, mm-hmm. none of us will. I mean, she does listen to the show. She is on the list of, of incredibly popular and, and very famous people who listen to our podcast. So hi, Paris. It's good to see you. Um, but that was her choice, you know, and that was Hardy slash Carl's choice. And people can react how they want to react and they can get it banned in all the ways that they want to get it banned and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. It, I think it was definitely banned it's there hard for a while. To, I, it's hard to figure out what's being sold in this commercial, sex, though, right? right? I mean, is it. Sex well, and no, food. but I'm saying. <laughs> But I'm saying, is it a burger? Is it a car that's being, you know, I mean, because the car gets well, just about the, as much attention as the burger. But that's the. Or is it is it her outfit that's being sold? I don't know. Is it yeah. clothing? I have no idea. I think that's the best defense of the commercial, though, <laughs> is that it's satire, is that it, 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 it well understands what it's doing. And it's making a point yes. about doing it to excess, uh, you know, in order to make a point about advertising and, you know, you know, who what is the meat? Is the meat actually the burger, or is Paris Hilton the meat, she's or is the, the car meat. the meat? I'm pretty think, sure you know, we all know she's the meat, right? I right? think you've <laughs> nailed that, though. I think you've nailed it, Aaron. I think it's it because, like, for people that would actually, and I mean, I you know, whatever turns you on turns you on. But for people that would be like the sex appeal would the sex aspect of it would appeal to them, they're going to get those people. The people that would find this funny um, satire, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. It will appeal to them, you know. So I think they're trying to kind of I, do a double thing here, but mm-hmm. I don't think it works. I love I, I don't that we're doing either, yeah. commercial yeah. sins for this reason. Like this is the to me yeah. the yeah. perfect commercial to sin. That and the Got Milk commercial last time, uh, mm-hmm. I think are 
I'm really enjoying the commercials. They're short, they're succinct, we're making fun of commercialism, mm -hmm. but in this case, we get to do a lot of things and this was a delight to yeah. watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is is sex sells? It's just part of what I feel like it we're not, we shouldn't be surprised by it. I like that the trend of what is sexy is shifting more from being scantily clad females, you know, with their legs spread open and all this stuff. Whatever, whatever, what do they say in the, in the, the peeing? Uh, mm -hmm. as we saw in the commercial. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that, that beauty is shifting into different elements and that we're seeing more beauty. Because back, I think, when this commercial was popular, it certainly was the incredibly skinny women. And so this would be a commercial that a young person might look at and say, that's beauty. And not a lot of people can look like Paris uh, and I think that the standards standards of beauty are changing. I don't know that this commercial would be made now. I really, I don't. I maybe they would for make, like they would adult make the swim. satire. They would make the satire more, even more obvious if they made yes. it. Yes, yeah. If that was like part of the intention and not the like, and we can always just say it was a joke. You know, if this goes sour, we'll just say it was part of the plan. You know, that aside, yeah. I, I feel like this commercial could exist in certain platforms and in certain streaming options. Absolutely, you know, definitely on porn sites. But uh, I don't know. I just think that the conversation about beauty is changing, and this was part of that conversation. So I think you have to have commercials like this to have change. Um, in some ways, those are my thoughts. When, when you said it'd be a parody, now I was just thinking, yeah, now it would be like you'd see from behind and maybe like below or something, and then when the person turned around, it would be like David Spade with a wig on or something. It would be something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, it would be a drag queen, and it would be beautiful. Oh, oh, that would or that would be well, that would actually be put really Simone. cool. Like, come on, put <laughs> Simone right there. Holy shit, people would lose their fucking minds, and it would be amazing. I, it has been a long time since I've. Oh, can you imagine the outrage? That'd be oh, that'd be crazy. Uh, it has been a long time since I've uh, said this, so I'll just say it quickly and uh, we'll move on. But you know, we also have a culture that continues to wrestle with its connection of the human body to sexuality, and you know, it's just it's one of those interesting things where we just it came through. Uh, you know, saw it all over my Twitter feed. You know, a couple of days ago that it was like nudism day or whatever. And it was like, you know, it was all about the sex. And it's like, well, that's the nude body isn't just about sex. It's it's just interesting how our culture continues to wrestle with this idea that, you know, <laughs> what was that? It was one of your was it one of your kids birthdays? <laughs> it's my sister's birthday. Yeah, sister sister's birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. I just yeah. remember you making a you were making a joke about yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, I'll move us into the sins. Uh, had to mention ooh soap fingers. Uh, just a that nice, was beautiful. One I wrote down. Oh, did you want me to read Jeremy's thoughts on this? Sure, I didn't realize he had. Yeah. Oh, I, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> please tell us what Jeremy had to say about this. I haven't read it yet. The Paris Hilton's Hardee's Carl's Jr. commercial does not give a single damn about women. We are selling sex and cars and meat, but mostly sex. The customer here is men and men only. I don't know that I agree with that. Uh, preferably lonely men with lots of pent up sex drive. Yeah, Hardy's uh, slash Carl's Jr. had a lot of commercials like this. Paris Hilton is not the only one. And at the time, it felt like um, kind of as far as things could ever go in terms of sex and commercials. It felt very, pardon the pun, naked in its goals. Of course, if you look at this with a sin hat on, then you start really fearing for that fucking burger man. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what we're concerned about when we're watching this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching this like, is she going to have a nip slip here? And how do you squat 
it's it's like it's like oh what was that what was that movie with um uh, uh, the pole and the spinning j-lo's butt hustlers it's like that all over again i'm watching it like yeah, how do you what how what are Where you using anything? to make sure nothing comes Where out is of that? Anything? Like, uh, okay. yeah. Anyway, it, it, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted. Yeah. Like, get that shit away from soap and water. He's talking about the burger, not her. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. a reminder, I went on a bunny trail, not Jeremy. Um, why can't you shoot a commercial that has her washing a car and then separately eating a burger and you cut between them why does the burger need to be in such danger and who buys a (laughs) burger drives all the way out to bumfuck county airship hangar where i parked my muscle car puts on a tiny swimsuit and proceeds to combine the acts of washing the car and eating a really cold burger fucking aliens that's who i have never bought food because of my dick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think that's a fair i can back yeah that's i don't know that i have either my so. dick has limited say over my purchases it can contribute when the matter at hand involves any of the following here's a list for us all movies music condoms lube coke zero leather and i did once buy a golf club because it, <laughs> looking at it made me aroused otherwise <laughs> dick has no say Everything about this era of Hardy's Jr.'s marketing was hyper-masculine. Thick burgers, thick burgers, because they are, uh, what? Aren't for pussies. Look how big and messy it is. You want it, right? Are you a pussy? (laughs) Mm. I don't really blame Paris Hilton for exploiting her fame or her looks. I do blame her for the situation in the Middle East, though. And smog. Oh, good to know. Good to know. (laughs) Do either of you like Hardee's, by the way? No. Yes. Me either. I like. Uh, that was they quick. had. I, I haven't. I haven't been. I mean, I haven't been to many, many fast food places in a, in a long time. Uh, because if I'm doing fast food, it's almost always Taco Bell. That's just me. But uh, but no, I, they they had a great breakfast sandwich there for uh, a while that I was into. Okay. So yeah, breakfast. Yes, I yeah. have eaten breakfast there, yeah. but I I'm, I'm not especially once they trained over to the uh, the you know we've got real beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything just comes out burnt, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like it just tastes burnt to me. So I kind of quit eating there. But I and I will say for those of you, I know we're we're in a Hardee's area. Uh, I know Carl's Jr. is the west coast uh, west coast yeah. i assume they're the same though yeah, same other company than same company same food maybe the yeah. breakfast are different i don't know no, i think it's all the same I, know- I think it's just different name uh let's see we already mentioned the peeing joke uh but i also wanted to mention the billy idols rock the cradle of love video saw this commercial and curled up into a ball of chastity <laughs> and shame uh such a great pull loved it very much jonathan what about you for starters paris hilton never sets foot inside a garage i just like when he was doing his list mm-hmm. of like things that yep. make no sense in this and i just i just liked the simplicity of the sin ass <laughs> there's just a quick shot and the sin was just ass mm-hmm. and i'm trying to figure out like is that is that a sin but i don't know it was funny mm-hmm. regardless yeah yeah uh, um, i really hate massive burgers I don't usually eat burgers in general, but like when they're so big that you can't have the perfect mm-hmm. bite, I really mm-hmm. I like to have a bite that has a little bit of everything in it, which is why I really enjoy salads because you have complete control over like what you're poking around on and how to have like everything you want in the bite. So I really liked the sin about um, the burger being so large because I find that to be sinful. 
Mm-hmm. I was impressed she could bite into She's it. She's not. Like, There's oh, no I, way. Yeah. She's just like because they do they do do a quick cut, right? Mm-hmm. It's not you don't see her eyes like or anything. It, yeah. yeah, she's just like kissing it or something on the back end. Well, and she wouldn't because she'd have to bite it like forty seven times. I, and I'm th- I'm sure that burger was disgusting what or what you know they it probably wasn't even food because they do that with that's the lightning exactly and everything. What they I have was to, just gonna say is yeah. I remember watching a how food commercial videos are made. Yeah, yeah. And learning that milk is usually glue, so mm-hmm. that it looks thick and gloopy well, and, like, and kind of like and like ice cream is something else because it'll melt. Yeah, you know, with the, the lighting and, and the things. lights. Yeah. So God knows what she's kissing in that <laughs> mm-hmm. is what we're saying. Um, uh, I really enjoy the all you've done is give my stomach more control over my boner. Oh, no, my body than my boner, which I loved. Just to switch over from like I'm looking mm-hmm. at food now, so. Thanks for that. Right. And uh, the turn of, um, so she's like washing her body and it's very sexual. And the sin is, this is just unnecessary. I realize now why this commercial was banned in some countries and it's hard to find online in decent resolution. (laughs) 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 I'm just turning it on its head that, yeah, we're making Uh fun of this commercial, but also it is sexy. Yeah, yeah I, I, Jeremy didn't mention it. I feel like this was the commercial where he kind of had to work a little bit to find it, to, to send it. And it was yeah. like, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> like whatever yeah. he did. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, it's great stuff. Great stuff. stuff. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, moving on to TV sins. Um, Speaking of Rick and Morty, my God. Rick and Morty is here and both oh my sins God. from, yeah, Jonathan, super excited. Uh, just, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you just. <laughs> oh, Rick and Morty. Oh, oh, new season of Rick no, and I Morty. No, I did not get a lot of sleep last night. Yeah, yeah. either. I'm what did you do? I stayed up until 3 a.m. The dog, my brother-in-law's dog that we're watching just decided it stormed a little bit last uh-huh. night. He, She mm. gets very scared, Aww. and so it was just, uh, yeah. I had to go to the living room with her, so I didn't wake my wife up, and then so I slept on a couch. Dude, and, you yeah. should have just come online and played video games with me. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Uh, I got I nine hours of sleep. All right, let's move. It's, I just had to, everybody had I to get had their sleep stories in. I had a five-hour power um, nap. <laughs> <laughs> we did both the first episode, Mort, Dinner, Rick, Andre, and the second mm-hmm. episode, Mort, Morty, Plicity, uh, this week. Uh, the first one was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and I writing on Mort, Dinner, Rick, Andre. Dotkins. Uh, correct. Uh, this was a Watzer, a Watzer script. Um, so, yeah, I... What do you think of this first episode? (sighs) It's clear. It's clear to me that the creators of Rick and Morty were like, let's just just take down all the barriers. (laughs) But it doesn't really show itself to be the case entirely in the first episode. It kind of felt to me like having watched... Okay, I'm curious what parts I'm forgetting. But having watched now all of them and seeing where Mm -hmm. this is going, it seems like this is kindergarten... I don't. To me, I mean, I don't the whole like, main I mean, character I, I is all about you know, like he, I, his whole thing is he pelvic thrusts to you know. Okay, pelvic thrusts. That was I'm hilarious, by the way. That's not like insane to me. What's insane to me is what happens in like the most recent episode, for example, which we I don't know if we're talking about spoilers with Rick and Morty, so. I yeah. haven't watched past episode two yet, don't. so I don't know where it goes. But like, at least these first two episodes, well, I I, I kind of have to maybe, don't do it. maybe. Am I allowed to say it. that? Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just I'll 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 just guess things that happen. I can give you a few words if you, you want. Anyway. Do you want a few words? We've orifices, orgies, incest. But 
this show has dealt with yeah sex. it's done all that stuff before <laughs> yeah it's I just don't... i mean there's that er, one of the er, first episodes is i think that's first season where morty gets the robot pregnant mm-hmm. right yeah. robot pregnant is 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 one thing i can go along with robot i can go along with horse pregnancy also something to consider <laughs> i just remember aaron seasons. last week asking me how old i thought summer was supposed to be and i'm like what is going it's on a lot, in guys. this season it's a lot literally <laughs> well, it's... not just summer i mean morby is <laughs> yeah explicitly 14 and <laughs> to me this seems like... like the episode season this new season <laughs> seems to me like a centered around and then maybe i'm wrong about this but centered around kind of morty coming into his sexuality because it seems like every episode I has like this whole show has been about but that. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe I, I haven't paid attention to, to before. Maybe it's more you, obvious now. I think now. you let I don't it know. go pretty quickly because yeah, that stuff I has do. been there for a while. But what I what I am saying is they are going, well, let's just completely take down the barriers and just – I think what maybe this, yeah, is, no, this is how it feels different to you is it's just like – it's nonstop. It's just like it's not just a joke here or a joke there. It's just yeah, like that makes the sense. whole plot that makes sense. is about it this time, or <laughs> yeah, which again has enti- happened to. But that is true. Know. So, like, let's say that it was like a little sprinkle in episode mm-hmm. one. It's the entire cake in episode mm-hmm. three and four, or whatever. You know, that makes sense. And that's yeah. the thing Stephen that's just King. like okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna dedicate an entire, and we'll get there because we're sending them all. Blah 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 blah. But this one didn't seem that way. This one was kind of to me more of an adventure where you have Morty going through a time portal, and that was a really interesting kind of. I, I kind of liked that where this sort of storyline where he's just going for wine but every time he goes in for wine there's a you know society that he keeps fucking with somehow that turns itself into wanting to kill him and all the iterations of that society and how they advance and things like that yeah we can kind of send the timeline and the inconsistencies of how much time has passed but i love what they did with that it felt very adventurous and thoughtful and i was excited to go back to the portal whereas when we're into the orgy episode i'm like i just fucking want this to end you know and so the difference to me was like oh i'm kind of having fun in this episode and i didn't know yeah. you know and this was like the first one i thought the nemesis character was really fun too like just the way that the voice actor was emulating and uh gesticulating uh, just gesticulating gesticulating thank you i loved it i thought it was hilarious yeah. i thought this i thought this episode was great i wasn't as huge of a fan of the final the last the second half of season four like it was fine i mean i didn't like i mean a lot there's always something funny but like this episode just i was like the first time through i don't think i wrote a sin because i was just laughing so much you know and the the stuff with morty going to what he called narnia yeah uh, that was my favorite I love part, that part. Which, I, which I'm not even sure like what was the A and what was the B story in this one honestly that's the other thing so, too is they seem to kind of even it out a little bit more yeah. I, I really feel like Morty and this again I'm probably just forgetting a whole bunch of stuff and you know you guys are obviously echoing to me that this is stuff that's been happening before no, but I it seems to something. me also that Morty is kind of more confident about who he is mm-hmm. and we see this kind of as he talks to his mom in following episodes and even how he talks to Rick uh, there's a particular moment whenever he goes off with a woman and he goes to quote unquote check in with his grandpa and just chucks a shirt at him and is like he said I can go and just like goes off on his own and I, I feel like he's kind of moving from codependent into independent in a way so I don't know I, I'm really I thought I was going to enjoy that, but then we just get. <laughs> but regardless, this episode's really funny. I like this episode. I had a good uh, time with this one. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about the sins, uh, shall we? Danae, you didn't write on this one, so you get to start. What are some um, of your favorites? Loser. <laughs> let's see. I liked the uh, the lead-in was Mr. Nimbus is an ice-cold dick killer. Um, Mr. Nimbus is a really interesting character. Uh, and uh, the sin is pretty sure Morty already experienced the ice-cold dick killer sensation a few minutes ago when Jerry and Beth both declared their love of porn in front of him. <laughs> yep. Good point. Uh, um, so in this episode, as we mentioned there, he continues to go into this portal and, and to retrieve wine that they originally put in there to age. So they put in like really normal wines that will become really great wines. So they go in and it's like aged. And every time Morty goes back and tries to get a new bottle, more time has passed in the portal and there's like a, a shot of everything kind of blowing up there's this castle blow up scene and i just love the wine survives this <clears throat> centuries mm-hmm. of this because it shouldn't we all know that yeah yeah and it shouldn't a, have even survived rick throwing it in there in the first place <laughs> no <laughs> like, yeah. yeah unless they were nope they just shouldn't have <laughs> unless they yeah. nope e- oh. This is what you do with these shows. Unless they were made of some kind of substance that was incredibly strong. Hmm. Have they previously established that they have a, pre- like a really strong b- bottle somewhere in their universe? Now I'm now I'm in my mm-hmm. sin brain. Uh, then I also, of course, love the reappearance of the hot chocolate skip. Um, mm-hmm. As yep. Jessica returns from the portal and is kind of going uh, on and on about her experience of watching the passing of time and what it means. We just threw in another skip there. I saw someone in the comments said we could, they couldn't believe we send that part because it was so enthralling. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, was, it was funny. I mean, it, 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 no, it, it was, was funny. It but, was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like but the, that's what we I, do. I, we send shit. How... I don't know if I talked about this on the show or if I just talked about it with you guys, but like the the Morty and Jessica stuff is actually kind of one of those recurring things that I've latched onto a little bit. Uh, maybe I talked about this last week when we talked about Rick and Morty. So like... I kind of wanted them to, when they didn't work it out in the end, I got a little sad. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. these kids to make it. <laughs> like these 14 year old kids. Right. Like, I don't know. I want something good uh, to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, but yeah, this was a lot of fun to work on. Um, and then uh, Aaron had the uh, Keep It Singular. It was talking about there were multiple blade mm-hmm. uh, yeah. characters. And then Rick says, you know, were we blades in this reality? And then the stand is keep it singular. There is only one blade. <laughs> but I'm also curious: is this something that actually you've seen happen? Like where people say blades a lot? No, or no. You were just, just being the, silly. Yeah, I was just, just curious. Being silly, yeah, yeah, totally. It That's sounded very personal. Like I, if I, <laughs> Good. I've, I've said this once. <laughs> That's right. I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> That's right. That's, that's exactly how it's supposed to sound. Yeah. There were, by the way, I don't know why. I, I went through the comments of this one a little bit, and I mean, no one was being like mean or anything, but man, there were a lot of people like it, trying to explain away what we were sending, and it's like yeah, these are jokes, dude. Wonder, like most of these. I are, wonder if there are people who aren't. I mean. They're we should brand never new. be surprised people nitpick a nitpick channel. Like, well, it should I never think with surprise the Rick and Morty, us, but... though, it surprised me a little bit because we also get a lot of... I mean, Rick and Morty videos do well, um, and we... I feel like we... I, I don't know. I feel like there's a more positive connection. I see sure. a lot more. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad yeah. they're sending Rick and Morty. Like, this is always fun for Where me. Where these and seem more, like, defensive. Felt, like, actually? This felt very, like, yeah... I mean, it was like, because that Blade one, they were saying, well, there were two. So that's why he called them <laughs> Blades. Like, yes, we, it's like, we yeah, do understand that. We, like, we get it, yeah. I know. Anyways, uh, I, I enjoyed being able to stick in the You've Been Lawyered clip from How I Met funny. Your Mother. Because my wife and I say that to each other all the time when we get each other. What, You've been lawyered. So mm-hmm. that was 
that was fun. And then uh, the um, the reference to um, the Justin Bieber thing. I don't. I'm trying to remember what happened to get this, but I just like the um, terminology. I think they call them Bell Beavers. Yeah, it was like talking <laughs> about beavers. the Narnia Beaver and mm-hmm. then the yeah. correlation yeah, between Narnia and being a and be- believer. When I was doing the edit. I had to listen to that like five times because I swear to God, every time it just sounded like Aaron was saying believer. And then finally I heard the B and I was like, okay, no, he said it right. <laughs> but it was just such a weird word. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, yeah. you created Believe, the word. So. Believer. <laughs> no, believer. Believer. <laughs> All right, close enough. Oh, and then I also liked the uh, the bing, bang, boom, time to suck face in regards to Morty giving this long explanation of why he couldn't Seriously? get the wine. It's like, what, just what like, kid would care at that point? It's just you know? like, it like, wasn't your fault. You Like, why are you just tell her that the adults wanted the wine and, you know? <laughs> Get Gone. to the smooching, and she clearly wanted to kiss you. Right, you know, just exactly like, about yeah. it. If she didn't, she would. She didn't need to be impressed. If they had just so. kissed, none of what happens in the previous, the next episodes, rather, would 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 happen mm. the same way. Yep, it's true. I it's know true. it's sad. Like they, it's Morty and Jessica are meant to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite alliterations, uh, the Nimbus Nemesis stuff. Um, that was a oh, lot of wow. fun. I don't know how you say this stuff. Um, I, you know, it's just it's one of my favorite challenges. I love tongue twisters, and well, it's Danae just gave you a good one if you haven't narrated <laughs> that script. Did you that we sent it? you yesterday? I did. I How did, did narrate it. Uh, I'm not lying. One take. One take. Good job. I didn't uh, think it was going to be that hard because it, it we'll, makes we'll sense. See. Yeah, it does make sense. That's the thing. You have to make it make sense when you're saying it, uh, so your brain doesn't trip over itself. I look forward to talking about I, that sin, but we'll save. I that could have had. I could have added about four other words sin. if I would have given it another like thirty or forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Danae sends us a Slack. It's like uh, I, there was more I wanted to add to this, but I got to go pick up the pups from the groomer, and I've got to <laughs> eat lunch, or I will shrivel. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you said that. I liked. I liked accusing great. Rick of um, protesting too much, and maybe he wants to believe in Jesus or beavers. Uh, one of the two I thought that was really funny uh, then the pelvis ex junkina uh, callback of how you do an ex machina sin because again Rick and Morty just taking our sins from us being like I'm going to come in here and you know do a deus ex machina uh, so yeah yeah uh, Dan Harmon listens to the show right it yes, feels he's on the like list. it sometimes yeah, it he's feels on the list. like it sometimes <laughs> There, there, I am. I am one hundred percent sure that is a person that could give two shits about <laughs> us. Oh, totally. Or what we're no, doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> Super fan of BTS. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't think he like dislikes us. I don't. I don't. He's think not he a would fan of Citizens. Just, just BTS. Yeah. Just, just BTS. Just yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> Uh, the next episode of Rick and Morty was Mortyplicity. Um, I really liked this one as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys pointed out rightfully. It really, it just there. It has no bearing on anything. But I, I don't know that all these episodes aren't always like continuity. That's the theme, point. But, That's uh, the point. They yeah. know they've they've. I, we even said it in the the so, episode that removing the stakes is a feature for them. They they don't see it as a bug. They see it as a feature. Nope. So yeah. But we are we are supposed to think on that last scene that the actual family was off on an adventure, right? So none of them were real. Who knows? Right? Who knows? I don't yes, know. I think the inclusion of Space Beth is supposed yeah. to tell us that uh, in some way, but it's yeah. still, you know, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I think it's intended to give us that feeling that, oh, okay, there's our people. But also, it just keeps the door open. Like Aaron said, the stakes are just completely gone. Well, aren't 
aren't Rick and Morty technically like in a different mm-hmm. reality? Yeah. Like, because they they because they there's that it's one really episode of the first family from the first season. Yeah, it's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yes yeah, and you know in this case they're not even they're like they're clone iterations and we've seen what was that one like the the big complex that had all the rick and morty's so we know that there's yeah, the citadel all, of ricks all of these and yeah, all yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah there's all these like time variances and things that are happening it's very yeah. low-key in a way um mm-hmm. yeah it is it is uh, but then here we see the clone version of this where we just this this episode is decoy, all about Danae. decoy not clone how many ways can we kill our beloved characters it's really therapy i think for the writers right mm-hmm. I think and how many different versions of yeah. those characters can we create um and how yeah, can I we haven't... set this up where we're kind of like building the tension that this is the one and the, it gave him a chance i think sorry to cut you off it gave him a chance i think to show us the different variations of family function in a playful way and then immediately kill it because it's not what their our family right. our smith family well, is it's... I haven't. I just. I did just want to throw in. It's uh, obvious by the way we're talking, but this is a Danae uh, and me script. This is a Dice Review mm-hmm. script. Uh, Huser, a Huser script, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's it's something they know well. When they do interdimensional cable, for instance, it's just a series of you know mind explosions, mm-hmm. and that's what this is too. It's just actually with the family this time. It's just a series of you know creative little oh. short films being murdered. Um, being murdered yes lots of i love murder. the i don't think you guys showed this scene or send anything around the scene but the the uh the like marionette mm-hmm. version yeah. of them yeah. yeah and my favorite part was jerry jumping on the elevator marionette jerry jumping on the <laughs> elevators and i'm sorry guys but there's only so much varnish <laughs> yeah there's um i was uh, i i caught like a little clip of the writers talking about this episode and then them having a chance to kind of explore filmy function. There's also this one scene that I thought was really interesting where they're all standing in the ocean. And it was, it was the idea that at this point in this episode, we've seen the family die over and over and over again. Cause essentially the, the decoys or the clones realize that they are clones and they go to kill the other clones. And so it turns into a clone war of all versions of the Smith family, uh, mm-hmm. at first kind of like stealthily seeking one family out at a time and then, then it turns into kind of a massive battle and all this stuff. It's an uh, Asimov cascade. It's an Asimov cascade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's one of the families, one of the iterations of these decoys that's standing in the ocean just watching the sunset. And it was this interesting picture of what the Smith family would be like if they all cared about each other. To yeah, spend, except not really. To spend, <laughs> oh, when they're in, spend, when they're in the ocean, yeah, to spend yeah. their last yeah. moments together, you know. Although he does, he does make a dig at Jerry because he's like, Who? but it's like yeah, in this interesting well, way, also, like you don't, also, we don't have time to do that, and also that's yeah. dumb. And my favorite part, so like, so they're all kind of talking about what they wanted to do, but to bucket list wise, some are peas mm-hmm. in the ocean, and that's like apparently hers. And then it pops over to Rick, who says, I want to go to a baseball game at every major league. Jerry. Jerry. Thank you. Jerry says this, which is something that's on my husband's bucket list. <laughs> oh, it's on a lot of guys' bucket lists. It's on mine. That's, that's like, a joke. It's, it is, oh, yeah. it is one of the most that, common bucket that's like list a, items. Yeah, it's a cliche for and, dudes. And, and then Rick, you know, slams that because the alien or their, uh, yeah, their yeah, yeah. nemesis are showing up to kill them anyway. So. I thought yeah. it was kind of a sweet moment, though. Just how they were all talking to each other just seemed kind of sweet. Uh, if you're listening for it, you also hear sometimes Rick will call Beth or Summer Sweetie or Darling or something. And, mm-hmm. and 
you're like, wait, that doesn't seem normal. They just pepper in these little kind of yeah, things absolutely. like that's not normal. And he calls Morty sweetie. Yeah, at one that's point right. Too. But that that was another one of my favorite lines of dialogue was in that scene because Morty's bucket list item. He says, I want to kiss a girl at my weird New Mexico school. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Something about weird New Mexico school yep. just had me die. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. had a, this one had a lot of uh, funny uh, moments, too. And I would say that at this point in time, I'm all for season five of Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, I think the first two episodes are are, are really because the great. orgies haven't happened yet. Apparently. <laughs> Correct, <laughs> and then that just, blew I just it the murder. Through. The murder is happening. The not murder the orgies. was fine. I don't mind murder. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the scenes that you enjoyed, Jonathan. You did not write on this, so you go first. Um, I just I loved the one of the uh, they were serving breakfast, and it was just that plate of what I guess was supposed to be eggs, Every and day. I just yeah. loved. You guys said a few different things, like, what is that? But my favorite was a pile of Sunny D slushy, which <laughs> sounded like the most disgusting so thing gross. ever. Yeah. Um, and then I just love the send that ended with, you know how much I hate threads and things that are left hanging when you guys were just talking about <laughs> yeah. how this was not, this episode doesn't right. really matter in the grand scheme of things. And then just the simple, uh, I'm trying to think, what were they saying? They were saying, like... Uh, I don't remember, but it was the D and D conversation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the it was split the party. It was about how yes, yeah, the family yes. wanted to like some go this way and some go this way. Yeah, because yeah, we and we they were making fun of themselves about having like, and they've done that recently. I've noticed they talk about B stories a lot more, like within the plot yeah, of the show. They're very self aware of of what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, in that case, uh, they want to split up, or and then. Rick says, engage in B stories. We'll have to track simultaneously. No, thank you. <laughs> and then it's D yeah. and D conversations. The whole like dungeon thing with the, the, the weird version of them that were like serial killers and they were all messed up and they were taking skin from people. And then there's that one, there's a Rick with his skin peeled off. And then the sin is the pin, the peeled skin is already unfresh is all I'm saying. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like we're like going that deep into what, you know, how, it doesn't how would, have wait, a blood how supply. would this work? <laughs> the skin has how no exactly blood supply. How exactly does this work? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a fair point yeah. that I did not think of. Yeah, I also like that the narrator blames Jer- Jeremy on that knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That was <laughs> funny. At least that's what Jeremy told me. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm going to start at the end. Uh, what a bonus round. Uh, in yeah. it, as if you had any doubt uh, who would take the time to count every single time they said decoy uh, in this yeah. show. Danae Hughes, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Uh, your work is treasured and honored. <laughs> and ruining people. Was that people. what it was? Was it 77? Yeah, 67, seven. I think. I thought it was 77. Somebody in the comments said, ah, oh, two more, and it would have been nice. But uh, so I, I, uh, I think uh, it was 67. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to yeah. go back and look. But well, yes. I, could be, I just know somebody in the comments said that. So I don't, mm-hmm. you, you're thinking from the video. So you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. 69, It's a dudes. lot. It was, um, it was a lot. It was really cool. It's, it's one of those moments when you hear it and then you decide you're going to do it and then you remember how many times it's said from mm-hmm. your first watch, yeah. but you're already doing it and you realize this might be your greatest contribution to the script because <laughs> your sins you feel are struggling. I, I, this one was harder for me to sin in general. And so yeah. I was like, well, at least I'll do the bonus round. <laughs> and it took me so long. I'm just like oh, I bet. every single time. And then, the, of course, the editor. I mean, praise the editor for doing the work. Um, so what you don't know is when I was reviewing the edit, 
the very first sin on the bonus round wasn't dinged. And so they recounted all of them from the very beginning to make the numbers make sense. So it was a little bit of work. Um, It was a lot of effort. And then, of course, we decided to end it on the summer saying, um, say decor one more time. Ah, fuck you. And it was perfect. It was so fun. Yeah. So. Uh, loved that. Um, let's see the uh, the idea that one of the episodes next season will just be a static camera filming Love the actual that. table read. Yes, it will be so clever. So clever. Um, because this movie has just gotten so over the top with the fourth wall breaking in the meta ness and uh, the TV show. Yes, yes. Uh, movies are everything is movies now. Um, we'll just mm-hmm. call them. We'll just call them movies. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to mention, since the show wants to sin itself, we'll let Rick handle it from here at the end, where just the last three sins are Rick sinning the show. I had a brief thought while watching this that it would be really interesting to have the entire sins video just be the show sinning itself because it does it so much. And like the narrator, like in the first couple sins would just be like, look, if you're just going to do this, we'll just let you send the show and and ding it up for you. And then just the rest of the video was just characters saying stuff uh, with the dings. At the end of the day, I don't think that was going to really work or, you know, kind of be pleasing overall. But to be able to finish the video that way, I think was kind of the the right way to go with that. But honestly, Mm -hmm. you can watch these shows and every five minutes a character is sending the show. Like it, they just, you know, that's that's what they do. They send themselves. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, anyhow. Uh, Maybe Dan Harmon does listen to it. Today, <laughs> what about you? Any others you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, I wanted to tell on myself because uh, Aaron wrote a couple of sins about the password. So in this episode, Rick walks into a decoy house and says a password out loud, which kind of causes the decoys. Uh, that they're going to attack and shut down to pause so that they can kind of work it out. Uh, I totally missed that the password was boobs and penis completely. (laughs) And so I'm reading your sins like, what is that? And I didn't put it together until I think my second read. And then I was like, oh my God, Danae. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I don't know why they had to give away my passwords for everything. (laughs) That was really, I I had to go change them all. You know, it was irritating. And I try, uh, I, I try to do it in this subtle way where it's like, pa- password is boobs, duh. Like, you know, just kind of throw it in there casually. And with, <laughs> and, and with, like, you're having like thoughts in your head about <laughs> yeah. this. Like, this is what we do for a living. <laughs> I know, I know. We're counting out decoy and yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then with the with the penis one, you know, just phrasing it in a way where like if you didn't understand that that's what it was, you'd have to think about it. I had to and think about go back, it. What is he talking about? Adding more equal, equal signs? signs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me a minute. I got yeah. there, and I praise you for seeing that. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. Um, but I did want to say that I enjoyed sitting pendulous balls. We don't have to talk about it. I don't need to know your opinions on it. I just think in my mind. Having pendulous balls does not sound fun. It no. doesn't. It sounds painful. You're more in danger that way. Yeah. It sounds like it would be a nightmare. Pendulous balls. Mm-hmm. So, um, although I, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, right? How you write a lot of testicle sins. Me? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I don't mean. I almost wrote another testicle sin on the orgy episode to come up because there is this drapes just testicles over this bowl, and I was just like. I mean, are you going to leave those mm-hmm. out? So, yeah. uh, but I decided not to. So maybe I'm 
learning to rein it in. Today has the lesser. <laughs> no, I, I love the testicle stuff. Today has the uh, lesser known psychological affliction of testicular mm-hmm. envy. Um, right. Not one that that a lot of people deal with. But I've just been that. told that they're very, very. It's important. You have to pay attention to them. Like you can sit <laughs> yeah. on them, yeah. and if yeah. you yeah, have sure. pendulous well, balls, it just seems like that would be. Yeah. Yes, you would definitely be said. Yes, you are correct. I just thought that's the only one that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm short, so I've I've never had the issue of uh, accidentally sitting on them, but I have heard that that is a possibility and it does happen. Although I still definitely, even if you don't sit on them, you can still sit weirdly and just things get stuck. I heard that it's not fun, right? Yeah, I'm going to move us on from the ball yep. trauma conversation yep. uh, into Beastie Boys sabotage for music video sins. Man, going old school. Um, man, I love the Beastie Boys sound. I it's just there's mm-hmm. there's something unique and interesting. It's kind of its own thing in the the land of hip hop in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, I, I, I dig especially. It. Especially, um, especially early on, like those first mm-hmm. couple albums, like there was nobody doing anything remotely like that. Like that was like right in the heart of like mm-hmm. the you know when hip hop was starting, gangster rap was about to become a big thing, and yeah. they were over here like you know doing like Paul's Boutique, which is an amazing album. By yeah. The way. yeah. But uh, no, I love this song. Love um, it. Barrett said, "Sabotage is one of the best music videos of all time. It was legendary, legendary even in 1994." Since every band was making videos where they quote unquote starred in them as themselves, gotta sell the band, right? Beastie Boy said, fuck that, we're gonna make a cop show. Recruited a young Spike Jones to direct, grabbed some wigs, fake mustaches, and had a lot of fun. There's a story mentioned in one of the sins about how the band thought the producer, Mario C, was too strict on their music and was up their asses about each track. And that's where the vitriol in this song comes from. And it worked. One of the best tracks off of Ill Communication, which might vie for my favorite album of theirs. And that's saying something. Also, I made a mistake in this video that I caught only right before it posted. Homonym does not denote a rhyming word, rather a word that's spelled the same as another, but with different meanings. In other words, like pen. I've always associated that word with rhyme. But it was incorrect, and I deserve to be sentenced to sin jail for at least six hours. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, today, are you a Beast- Beastie Boy f- uh, fan? Familiar with them at least? Like, how was the Beastie Boys thing in your? Um, they would have been. They would have been big in your childhood, I think. Right? Like, I have no idea. But okay. this was probably when they were the biggest. Would be yeah. probably around this time. Yeah. Um, I know this song. Like. In that whenever I heard it playing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this tune. And I mm-hmm. kind of had the emotions with it. The like, this is a song that when you hear it, it moves you. Not like mm-hmm. to tears. Like you want to get up and right. move around your space. You don't right. want to yeah, just yeah. sit there and listen to it. Um, So it has that uh, get up and move um vibe. And it also is one where the person is kind of like, scream singing in a way but not really like it's it's not yeah, it's the a, that's rage yeah. screaming because there's like this evolution of popularity with a more scream singing style that kind of took off and i really never got into that um but beastie boys is one that it just seems like i can just almost see them on stage just fucking jamming and mm-hmm. you can feel their passion and I think that's what Barrett is kind of mentioning. Just, I remember that, but I don't remember the band or any of like I could sure. yeah. if you said, Hey Danae, what's the Beastie Boy like, song? I would be like, I don't know. But then hearing right. this one, 
I will remember it for another week and then it'll disappear. They just they just look like they're having so much fun. Does, I, yeah. I have to it mention like though that. the scene that the scene in Star Trek Beyond where this song is used is one of my all time favorite scenes nice. in a movie now. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's just one of those things like you're merging Star Trek with like which they actually played the song in the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek film uh, with Young Kirk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then yep. it cut. But then they bring it back in the third one, and it's just yeah. God, it's amazing that part where it just hits the ah mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. Love that scene. I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> it's really fun whenever you hear a song that's just like, like it's just magic. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is a magic song. And it's a yeah. it's a style that I don't normally listen to. So it's fun to hear a style that's outside of my norm that's magic that you can really appreciate. Nice. Uh, I'll start us off with the sin. Spiro Agnew uh, really made me, made me laugh. Uh, just the idea that they mentioned Watergate in this song. And the sin is just Spiro Agnew. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I had that written down. No, that's hilarious. Uh, this will be the last time Bieber is compared to the Beasties. Had to mention uh, that one. The sin was about them both hanging their heads out of the window uh, during the music video. Yeah, like the thoughtful pause. Yeah, this is going to be the last time that we compare Beastie Boys to Bieber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, uh, the narrator trying to... Uh, talk about how there were more things they could have rhymed with sabotage and there, that was a running sin that i enjoyed i, I enjoyed that mm-hmm. the the last one at the end was decolletage it's a great pull and so perfect for the channel uh Bellage. that was the other one i wanted yeah. to mention the end of the first one which <laughs> oh i'm was, sorry no, no 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 it's good that it's, was on, that, that it, was, on it mine was too. really funny uh uh-huh. and then of course uh this guy should be saying we yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that was on mine the, the guy being thrown off uh mm-hmm. those were some of my favorites uh, Jonathan, what about you? Anything else? You you mentioned most of them. I I did like uh, I'm an old man that likes his tea lukewarm and his hookers medium well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a very like a Barrett very narrator Barrett. thing. Mm-hmm. That's Barrett. <laughs> lukewarm. Like I don't like tea at all, but like lukewarm tea. Just the <laughs> uh-huh. thought of that made me just gag. Uh, pointing out the song should be really called Subterfuge. Uh, I, uh, I I love. I just love jokes like that. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like I don't know. I just that's, yeah. And it's probably right. It's a I mean, this is it's more a of that. Uh, it's a thinker. Did, what do you call those? <laughs> what kind of sins are we'll those? We'll have to make something up. Are those like uh, I'll get back who's to the you. thinker? Yeah, yeah, Rodin? yeah, yeah. Are those rodents? Yes, rodentsins. I love it. I love it. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only one that you guys didn't mention that I liked was the closed caption one. Uh, so there's a moment where it says closed caption and we sin it. The way that we sin it is by pointing out that um, closed captions in like the 70s, which is when this show would have been mm-hmm. kind of popular, this pretend show, uh, versus now that we've, the sin is that we should have come a lot further with uh, closed captioning than we have. And I like that because I know it's just something that we have all uh, adopted in our writing as a really passionate project for us. We go to extreme lengths to make sure that anyone that's hard of hearing will be reading the exact thing that we're saying. And even if the movies or the TV shows fuck up the closed captioning, which they do, as Jonathan can attest to, <laughs> right now having oh, to God. rewrite we, that, yeah. one. I'll talk about that in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. you will. Um, <laughs> so we really try to make sure it matches and it shouldn't be as difficult as it is. Uh, but yeah, so I just like that because it's something that we're passionate about. Um, so. Yeah, there's some of these where you're watching the movie or show and you see the subtitles like they weren't even trying. Like, I mean, they just didn't yeah. care. Yeah. But I mean, but to be fair, 
that's really more for people that are hard of hearing. So they're not they're able to hear you know, what's going yeah, on anyways. I don't yeah. I don't think they wrote those for people to like, you know, make videos about them mm-hmm. later right, on in life. Right. Uh, and yet we do. And yet <laughs> and yet we do. Why didn't you think of us subtitling people? <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to Space Jam. Uh, this was an Atkinson's New Writer 2 script, uh, who we haven't revealed to you yeah. yet. Yeah, uh, oh, but you can you can have to do the name merger. You're going to do the name merger, right? At Atkin New Writer 2. Okay. Well, after I, after was, the name reveal, you have to do the merger. Correct, and oh, I will. Okay. And I was just going to say, no longer new writer two. That's right. Joining us now on the show to talk about writing on Space Jam, it is Daniel Cardoso. Yay! Welcome, Daniel. Hello, everyone. Uh, Daniel. Uh, Along with uh, Ian, who you met a um, couple weeks uh, ago, couple weeks ago uh, has joined us and has been uh, writing and has written on one of the movies uh, that we were talking about today, Space Jam, in fact. So we thought we would have Daniel on since we had introduced Ian, and now people know who Ian is, uh, that we would introduce Daniel to you as well. Um, can, we're going to... Go can ahead, we, before we jump into like what... Daniel wrote on for this week. We should also just go through and say the other things that Ian and Daniel have written on because it's been sure. it's been quite a lot over the last couple of months. Uh, Daniel, well, do you remember some of the highlights of what you've uh, written on? I remember what I've written on. Yeah. Uh, the highlights, <laughs> or just you know, li- a list is fine. <laughs> All of sin. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, wrote on Soul, uh, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, WW eighty four. I think some things that haven't come out yet. So oh. I don't know if you want me to. Um, oh my God. Yes, you good did call. a good gotta, job. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Holy shit. Secret. Oh my God. Not only are you part <laughs> of the team, you're also forward thinking. That's right. Yeah. I almost, I literally asked you to spoil some stuff. <laughs> when he said soul, I had to think, wait, has that come out yet? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I didn't even uh, think about it. I literally Tom- am just here like, let's finally get to talk about all the stuff that you guys have been doing. <laughs> Tom in the chat says, please list everything you've written. Uh, so there you go. So, yes, this was an Atkinson Cardoso script or an Akinsodoso. Uh, so an Akindoso? Some, Akindoso? Somebody suggested Cranial in the uh, in the chat. Could, I like that. I like Carkinson. It's a Carkinson script. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Daniel writing with Chris on this. Uh, I guess we can start here before we kind of get into Chris's thoughts on the movie, that kind of stuff. How has your experience been? You know, just kind of joining the team and writing and, you know, figuring stuff out like what's it been like for you uh kind of getting into this it's been the worst experience of my life <laughs> well i <No>. apologize <laughs> you are free to go <laughs> we will hold you no longer no, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun um yeah it's uh like this particular type of writing has um, been like a kind of a merger of like more of an analytical background so it's like just like very serious stuff and then like i've always had like a passion for movies and uh that kind of media so just like it's like merging them and then like allowing me to add sorry add my own sarcastic wit to the whole situation and it's been a a, a nice uh experience yeah let's talk a little bit about space jam uh the movie itself should we should we hear chris's thoughts first yeah sure and then, then we'll then we'll go to daniel uh what is what does chris have to say chris says 
I didn't much like Space Jam back in 1996, and now, in 2021, it looks like an ancient relic. It's a movie that got a big following over the years because people born in the mid-80s thought it was rad. Fucking millennials. Almost nothing about Space Jam makes any sense, even in Looney Tunes world. Danny DeVito plays Swackhammer, an evil carnival owner from space. He's been begging his underlings to put in a new attraction because he's he sees kids getting bored. So his awesome idea is to kidnap the Looney Tunes, which range from 50 to 60 years old. How this will appeal to young aliens is unclear, but now we've got to worry about it. Bugs Bunny is an asshole. Anyway, aliens come to kidnap the Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny tricks them into thinking that they have to give them a chance not to be kidnapped. A game of basketball is promised. And as you remember, Michael Jordan retired from the NBA in 1993. Uh, Chris Atkinson, I know you listened to the show. I didn't remember that. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. I'm glad you said it. Uh, retired in 1993 and by the next year was playing minor league baseball this is important to the plot because the aliens steal the talent of nba stars to get good at basketball and they regard uh, michael jordan as a baseball player so the looney tunes are free to kidnap michael jordan as their own ringer it should be noted that the looney tunes are kidnappers in this movie Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure we send it but they are villains as well Seriously, I could write pages about what's wrong with this film, um, but how about the game itself? The game is nonstop dunking, which is boring as shit. The Monstars are so good that they run up a 40-point lead or so, but it clearly should be more. At halftime, Bugs tricks everyone into thinking that they've drank the elixir that Jordan drinks to be good. So, of course, the movie shifts to second half to show the Looney Tunes cheating to get back in the game. What does cheating have to do with your false belief that you are good at basketball? The movie seems to think... They are all one and the same. I grew up with the Looney Tunes and loved them. In this movie, their antics don't work very well. Even amidst the insanity, there's logic to the jokes in those cartoons. In this one, everything just seems dumb. Everything in this movie happens because the aliens are dumber than Homer Simpson. I feel like Looney Tunes always made characters who thought they were smart become the target of their gags. It's a formula that works worked very well. Space Jam lost what made Looney Tunes funny. And after all that, I still feel like I haven't written enough, but I will end it there. <laughs> Meaning he had much more sins in you the can tank feel it, man. on that you one. You can feel it in this one. Just there's so much to write about. Uh, Daniel, what are your thoughts on the movie itself, on Space Jam? Like, do you, you know, did you see it when it came out? Like... You know, like what's how's how's it uh, been in your life? Well, I w- am one of those millennials that was born right in the middle of the eighties. So yeah, I think uh-huh. I was about eleven when it came out, and uh, yeah, the experience of going back to it was uh, not pleasant. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just because you know I turned into an adult, but like it just seemed so much bigger when I was when I was a kid. Like it, it, it was just such a spectacle that like that kind of engrossed you, and then like. So you never really uh, bothered to notice that there's very little actual plot or like storytelling in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like it was kind of easy you, to pick apart. Were you a Jordan fan back then? Or if you're a basketball fan, I didn't. Were you into Jordan at the time? Um, no, I was a Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing fan. That makes uh-huh. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wrote a sin about Patrick Ewing, but it didn't. Oh, no, wait, that was for, for a completely different movie. For soul, I would have said about Patrick Ewing. Didn't, didn't make it in. <laughs> That's what we Dude, do man, all the I was, time. Yeah. My dad, my dad was a Knicks fan, so I, yeah, I, I watched a lot more Patrick Ewing growing up than I did we Jordan myself. Literally, all the time, we're like, 
was that that script or this one? It's it's a it's a strange thing to be writing on oh, multiple yeah. things and then they All come the out in different orders and oh. having to kind of remember. I mean, your and, we, and we always have that thing like we have it this week too, where there's two skunk sins in two different video, like skunk smell sins in happen? two different videos, and it's and like they're written like months apart. Yeah, it's insane. It's just it's wild. It's yeah. just wild stuff. So. Um, so yeah. you th- did you find this one easy to sin though? Because that's one of the experiences that we talk about here on the show is you know so you're relatively new. I mean you're the one of the newest people on the team, um, and sometimes it's harder to write sin. Sometimes the sin like the scripts are just a slog. But was this one easy because there was so much wrong with it, or easier? Uh, <laughs> it was easy because like a lot of things like came to me because there's so much like wrong with it but then um it was also difficult because it was it's like a cartoon so like holding it to a certain logic doesn't doesn't make sense yeah (laughs) yeah it's like sinning spongebob we fight with that (laughs) yeah or rick and morty we do so many animated shows where it's just like not supposed to make sense that you have to figure out new fun ways to make a joke about it or you know not sin it or whatever i think it's a comedy too so you're you know you're being comedic about a comedy it that's always for me mm-hmm. that's challenging yeah so yeah, yeah totally. you but you wrote one of my favorite sins i think you wrote one of my favorite sins i'm almost positive because we uh, uh daniel and i worked on the god this is going to be frame editing on this one too so i got to kind of like hear <laughs> his perspective from a editing is this the first one that we did the editing uh notes on together as well yeah yes. so yep. um just we went actually from the whole process not just writing but notes on the editing and notes on the combine uh daniel and ian both are kind of really experiencing the fullness of from the sin to the youtube channel the whole process uh and that was also really interesting too because we had a chance to kind of get analytical on the back end and kind of go how does this sin read and does it make sense yeah, yeah. so I, I think i i think one of my favorite ones uh i mentioned to you when you had written it so i'm excited well, we will we will uh, we will chat about it here in a second. Uh, first, I just have to know, Danae, because people need to know if they need to take a drink or not. Uh, have you seen Space Jam? Drink! <laughs> drink Danae it has all. Not, Danae has not seen Space Jam. I have seen some Looney Tunes. Well, there you go. That doesn't so count. So maybe like... Feel free. It doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. You know what? Let me just say <laughs> it never has to be alcoholic. That's your guys' choice. Of course not. Of course <laughs> but not. no, I haven't seen this one. Uh, are Looney Tunes still on? Like, is that a like? I think they're making new ones on HBO Max. I think they are. They making new I ones? I think so. Oh, I was just thinking, like, because when we, when Aaron and I were kids, it was on all. I mean, it was on like in the morning or in the mm-hmm. afternoon, yeah. like on your local, you know, Fox station or whatever. And even up through like college, I can remember like watching Looney Tunes in the afternoon. But I didn't know if it was it still because says... I don't. My daughter, I asked her if she wanted to watch the new Space Jam movie. I, she doesn't really know who they yeah. are. Right. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more um, options now. There's Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts, for example. <laughs> just just to pick one Nick random. Just, in the comments just to pick one. Con- confirms that there's new Looney Tunes on yep. HBO Max. Yeah, I'll I thought check there that was out. a new Looney Tunes show on HBO uh, Max. Yes, it's called Looney Tunes Cartoons. There and, you go. Okay, well, I'm dumb. <laughs> and, I had to uh, look it up. I was just curious. I was really yeah. curious because it's just not... I just don't feel like that's something, you know, kids are talking about. Well, it's interesting because now that I'm on their Wikipedia, I have all the knowledge of the universe at my fingertips. Um, What's interesting is that they have continued to put content out consistently with really not too much of a break in between, but they continue to kind of change the title. So it's now Looney Tunes cartoons before it was new Looney Tunes. 
before it was the Looney T- the Looney Tunes show. So they just kind of keep changing like with different iterations. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure they're also changing streaming platforms because that's a really popular thing to do. Can yeah. we stop doing yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Can, yeah. can, I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race over oh my here. God. Why is it now suddenly over here? <laughs> Why do I have... Talk- Come on. God. Oh, yeah. That's only on uh, Paramount, Plus. Paramount Plus now. Yep. My, my wife and daughter watch it. Um, I want to watch All Stars. Yeah, no. Why? What, what the hell? Sorry. <laughs> Talking to Ian yesterday, man. I wish I was in the UK where everything just goes to Netflix. What's, there. Yeah. Like You just have to have Netflix. I know. That's amazing. I know. It is amazing. Anyway. Uh, Sorry. I have seen Space Jam. I uh, did not find it all that amusing even at the time. I think I was kind of uh, past the age of giggling at a lot of the stuff that's in there. You, you have so. kids that are a little older now, though. Mm-hmm. Did they ever, did any of your kids get into that movie at all? No. Like, was it was it already passed? It was, it was already passed. Yeah. It was already behind yeah. them. It was it was ahead of me and behind them, or behind me and ahead of them, whatever you want to say. Um, so, yeah, it's, it wasn't has never been a big part of our house. Uh, Jonathan, what about I, you? I saw it when it came out. I saw it in the theater, um, and I don't think I've ever watched it since. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I didn't remember much about it. I was watching the video going like, yeah, I don't remember any of this. I mean, I kind of remember like Jordan wasn't good as an actor, but I mean, I don't think that's a huge surprise. Yeah. But, um, I thought he was surprised. He was better than I expected upon rewatching. That's like, good. It wasn't great, but it was like better than like some other like sports stars I've seen do movies or like people that just kind of step into it to yeah 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 and he is playing himself which that that helps I've heard that's quite complicated Uh, uh, for some people (laughs) I've heard some people playing yourself is 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 harder like actors that have to go make a cameo as themselves or something that's what I've heard I don't know are you being serious I would think for for actors maybe because like you'll hear like singers talk about it's hard to sing bad notes. Like, you know, so it's it's hard to play yourself might kind of be in that same range. But for non-actors, I imagine playing yourself is probably the easiest gig. You're probably right. But it looked like some of the other basketball players were really struggling in their their few moments. Is that true, Daniel? Yes. Like Larry Bird and (laughs) (laughs) Danny Ainge. Yeah, Larry's never been a great actor. (laughs) Never. I feel like Anthony Miller, his his line, like, I I just feel like... (sighs) Yeah, it came out of left field, and yeah. yeah, he was the one talking about like how like if he was concerned he was going to get the the virus or whatever. Was that was that Anthony Miller's? Yeah, yeah he said like bacteria yeah. could travel at the speed of light, and <laughs> that's amazing. Like, it was a terrible line to begin with, and then like like he had to like deliver it, yeah. and then semi serious. It was a, yeah, I don't. It wasn't easy for like watching Anthony Miller try to act twenty five years after the fact is. That's 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 a trip yeah. on so many levels. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't like it from what I remember, and I've never had any desire to to go back to it. I I, I don't know that like I'm a diehard Looney Tunes guy either. I mean, I like them. Liar. I always enjoyed them. Show but them your tattoo. I have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you um, almost stood up like, like you were gonna lift up your shirt. I don't have a tattoo. You, I you went like this, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> How, how floored if would you, you have been? It's like, if be amazing, you have that, like, like Tweety Bird, just or right that, there. like, Bugs Bunny one where they're, like, in, like, the Jinko mm-hmm. pants, you know? Like, yeah. remember that shirt yes. where it was just, like, the yes. like the, the, the bro one, you know, where they're all, like, back-to-back <laughs> with their arms crossed with, like, Tasmanian Devil? Fucking love that shirt. I have a question about something Chris said, though. Isn't Bugs Bunny is an asshole, right? Yeah, like, I, I think so. Character, yeah. I think he's always been kind of a I, dick. Yeah. So I don't really. Maybe he's more of a like just a a dick in this movie than he normally is. I I don't know. Yeah. I always thought he was kind of that was just kind of who he was. But I could be wrong. 
Uh, let's get into the sins. Um, Danae, why don't you kick us off since you're excited to, to talk about uh, one of Daniel's sins? Okay. <laughs> I, right. This is this is when it can get super fucking awkward, if, especially if I'm I don't, I'm misremembering. There is a sin where, um, and having not seen this movie, there's a lot of things going on that I genuinely am like, I don't understand. But I think it's when they're going to the center of the earth or they're tunneling through and there's this rocket ship and all of these creatures are on the rocket ship and they're kind of like, just going down into this void and they hit a Warner brothers logo and kind of bounce into it. Kind of like a trampoline mm-hmm. as if you push against and it's the membrane sin. So the visual on the screen is this rocket ship trying to press through this Warner brothers logo and it's giving a lot of resistance. And the sin says Warner brothers foreshadows its own future existence as a useless membrane at the bottom of a dark chasm, trapping its own intellectual property in a void at the center of the earth which is such a great sin, <laughs> but then it keeps going where the narrator starts to explain it to people. Like I'm talking about HBO max, <laughs> the, the <laughs> void, the void is HBO max. And it's just the delivery of it and the over explanation of it. And it's just really intellectually smart. So um, question is, is that, was that, was that your sin, Daniel? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Yay! Yes, it was. <laughs> that is good. That was one of my favorites as well. I had that one written down too. That was so um, funny. And it was perfect too for Jeremy to read because Jeremy has such an issue with it's true. You know, just all the different streaming channels, and so just you know, not that not that that's Jeremy. It's Cinema Sense yeah, narrator, narrator, but right. you know, right. but yeah. but what a clever way of saying it, and the visual is just a perfect thing mm-hmm. anyway. And and with their logo on it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those mm-hmm. where you're like, I couldn't Thank have you. written that one if I really tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, other ones that I liked was uh, just Bugs Bunny. How do you not know who Bugs Bunny is? Just pointing that out. And the sin, so like trying to explain who Bugs Bunny is and it's like, how do you not know who this is? It's, uh, I know, and the sin continues with, I know that this is a joke for very young kids, but even they are yelling at the screen, how the fuck do you not know who Bugs Bunny is? And these kids are getting their mouths washed out with soap for saying fuck so casually. Um, mm. That was a wonderful one to visualize. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the sin when um, they infiltrate Michael Jordan's house, I believe. And uh, the narrator just starts to talk about how the house is like colonial revival or something. And the the room that they were in is Elizabethan Tudor and <laughs> like, oh, make I love up that. your yeah, mind. So like, that's not like that's that's not Michael Jordan's house. Like that, that's, that's all that Michael Jordan's, Jordan's house TV. stuff was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anyone had to do did you have to do research on that one? Was that your sin, Daniel? Yes, the Elizabethan Tudor one was. I yeah, I had to do a lot of research on that. <laughs> Did you? I just knew that the that the, the two room like that room didn't feel like it fit with the rest of the house. So yeah. I had to like find out like what architectural <laughs> like style it was done in, and then yeah. I actually found out it was like two very different styles that they don't you don't really build houses that way. It yeah. you have to be like a choice by like an owner or something. And um, yeah, that's really so, interesting, yeah. especially considering like in God. my brain I'm thinking to myself, does Chris or Daniel just know this or is this one of those research moments because you never know what sort of random facts we all have in our minds i can kind of go to some really random like anatomy facts that maybe would be unexpected i didn't know if in your like your repertoire was architecture i do have a little bit of architecture like not like official just like a like um as a as a fan in um one of the tv sins uh the the uh first loki that uh the um, the architecture ones and those, I, I just, I kind of knew that. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice. it's like about brutalist nice. architecture and postmodernism and things like that. That's cool. super cool. Um, and obviously, we have to say about the uh, all of the board sins, which Chris kind of mentioned in his intro, and it would be impossible for me to. Well, it's not impossible for me to just list all of the sins out. But if you haven't watched the video yet, just expect that Chris rages on the scoreboard multiple times, and it is really fun to listen to. It's great. It's it's yeah. some of my favorite kind of stuff uh, where you actually think about the context of the scoreboard, which you're obviously not supposed to think about. But um, but yeah, no, it's great. No, it reminds me of when he does this with the poker stuff or really mm -hmm. games in general, and I'll just like break it down. Having no experience with basketball in general, I don't even know how I would begin to go about the process of figuring out how the game would progress in a scoreboard manner. Yeah. So to hear him sin it, it kind of gives me an idea that of how the game works a little bit. And also just the kind of writer I will never be. And that's okay. <laughs> and it's a weird, it's a weird thing to get wrong. I mean, for whatever reason, basketball movies in general are very good. Other, I mean, there are exceptions, sure. you know, Hoosiers and, but, um, but, uh, you know, like, but this movie was animated and they could have just, there's so many things they could have done. And I love that you guys send about the fact that it ends up just being dunking, which Chris mentioned that in his thing. But yeah, the scoreboard thing, like, that's not hard to like. They just didn't care. That's not hard to make work. Yeah, but they just didn't like, care. They didn't think anybody would care. No, they, and they just didn't, didn't care. care. And that's the way it is. I remember, I, I love that kind of stuff. I, I have vivid memory of writing Bananagrams sins in the Peter Rabbit video. They were playing mm -hmm. this Bananagrams game. And so I looked it up and all the rules. And I just did like three or four sins on how they were breaking the rules. And anytime there's a board game or a card game or anything, it's like, Look that stuff up because there's a chance that the people who are playing it in the movie don't actually know how to play it. No, <laughs> just like so, the people in Big Bang Theory don't yeah, know I how to eat that. food. Right? Yes, we wrote that together, and I'm like, "What is Aaron talking about?" And then, like, I look it up, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a thing." <laughs> uh, that's yeah. all I have for my sins today. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, yeah, I liked. Uh, there was uh, quite a few things. I'll mention a couple. Um, I just love that there was the scene about. Um, I don't remember. Actually, I do, I'm trying to remember what the first part of this end was, but it ended with, I suppose, Jane Wyman throws the first pitch out at every game. Mm -hmm. And Jack Benny is the secretary of travel. Just the way they were like the mentions they were throwing mm -hmm. out there and stuff. And uh, and then there was a scene where Daffy Duck is like all adamant. I don't I don't know the context of it because I haven't seen the movie forever, but he's all adamant walking out of the shower, like just yelling at people. And it's like sexual dysfunction aside, why is Daffy Duck walking into the building straight from a shower? Does he live in the Union Hall? <laughs> um, and then, uh, honestly, just sending Danny Ainge. That is so just, uh, I'm not a not a Danny Ainge fan. So that was just fun. I <laughs> thought, always... yeah, I, I had written down, like, just in general, all the basketball sins about the players <laughs> were so great. The Sean Bradley stuff was so <laughs> yes. funny. Um, you know, at one point, you know, if you don't know Sean Bradley, he's like seven foot seven. He's one of the tallest persons ever to play in the NBA. And he's like a stick, too. And really, the only thing he had going for him was his height and a very moderate amount of athletic ability. Um, and so, you know, just the, the narrator continuing to just insult Sean Bradley time after time and finish with, you thought I was done bagging on Sean Bradley, didn't you? Uh, I thought all that stuff was it's really interesting. funny. I, you know, and I was... Oh, I'm sorry. It's go ahead, interesting Danny. because uh, Daniel actually sent an email uh, internally. Did you want to talk about that, Daniel? Yeah, I can. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. It's the first time I, I've like in, like encountered something like this, so I didn't really know uh, how to go about it. But yeah, I had sent uh, Chris and Danae uh, an email, 
just because uh, like I had was talking to a friend who's really into basketball and he had informed me that uh, Sean Bradley yeah. was in a really mm-hmm. bad bicycle accident earlier this year. And then like, and like, those were some of my favorite sins as well. And then uh, afterwards <laughs> I was like, Oh, I feel really bad about that. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't write them. I kind of, I had wished I like had mm-hmm. gotten. Yeah. We have like, that happen that a point. lot where it's like, but, Oh, um, I wish I would have been able to write that one. And yeah, the, the general feedback was, I think we probably still would have written these and they're funny and it still is like, but if it becomes an issue, we'll know what to do with it. But it's, it's always interesting when we write something well, and then something happens in the real world and you're like, Oh, I hope this is received correctly. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's meant to be all in fun. If you had randomly written a sin, like, I mean, I bet he can't even ride a bike. Would have probably taken right. that out. Oh, you for know, sure. That probably would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. that probably would have come out. Cause then it would have but... been more obvious that we were sinning yeah. the person and not, like right and weirdly that happens and we, and we have sometimes. no idea there's real world yeah, stuff sometimes yeah sometimes it does crazy. accidentally happen um, yep. always stuff to be aware of but it's so it was so cool to see that email come in because it's just a, a, a basis of awareness of what's going on in the world around and when we do Absolutely. these d- these videos sometimes it's like oh uh, there are lines that we don't want to cross and that area is often just very blurry and gray until all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was a wall. And we either didn't know it or we did know it. And we steered clear of it the best we can. So, yeah, but it was good to point that out. And that stuff might continue to happen. But good to be aware. I, the way I've the way I've heard it described. And this is this is what I will say uh, is we want to be funny. We don't want to be mean. If something feels more mean than funny, then we've messed up. Mm-hmm. If it's really funny and also a little bit mean, we're we're good, right? Like, but we yeah. want to be funny, not mean. And yeah, that was one of the first things I think Chris said to mm-hmm. me and Aaron. Like, we sent us like a little thing, and that was like one of the first things was like, you know, we're not we're we're not just it's, gonna like yeah, it's not funny because it's mean. It's funny yeah. because it's funny, and it all might also be a little bit mean, but that's that's okay. You yeah. know, like that's it's, that's it's kind snarky. of the, the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. the snark line is is an interesting one. But sometimes we're mean. <laughs> so glad to clear that up. Glad yes. that's clear. I, w- I was going to say real quick, though, talking about just the basketball players. One thing about watching this video that did actually make me nostalgic was not the Looney Tunes stuff. It was like that. Like that was my NBA, you know, growing up. I still like I, I love the NBA today. I'm not one. Of, I'm not saying NBA is not what it used to mm-hmm. be. But just that was when I was I was 20 when this movie came out. But a lot of those players were getting near the end of their of course, so those are the players that like I grew up with, like Ewing and Bird, and Barkley. you know a lot of those guys. Yeah. Barkley, oh yeah, definitely Barkley. Um, I'm not anybody's role model, uh, which is still one of my all-time favorite things any uh, uh, celebrity <laughs> has ever said. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I was just kind of it was weird. It was I kind of was getting a little like little choked up because I was Aww. like, oh, I miss watching these guys Memories. play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else did I want to mention. Um, the uh, I, you know, what? I'm just going to mention some of the jokes I loved. I really loved the joke after the sin where the narrator was like, I really should let this go. But I think for every nitpick I make, I save a puppy and then finishes with you want me to save puppies. <laughs> I don't love that. You? I love uh, that I, one so much. I love I love that. Um, uh, the sexual harassment, uh, you know, Bugs yeah, Bunny okay. lands a kiss on somebody. And of course, the beautiful uh, sexual hair assment. Uh, so, was, was so sexual. And then uh, the, <laughs> the the sin that ended with the, the comment, not even the cartoon world, sexy Jesus 69, as if he's like calling yeah. somebody out in the future comments for saying it's just a cartoon. Um, 
I thought that was just just absolutely beautiful. So some really great stuff here. Uh, Daniel, what did you want to mention uh, from The Sins? You guys like, hit, up, hit on a, a bunch of my favorites. Um, I love the calling Danny Ainge an asshole three times <laughs> and then taking a dig at Kurt Rambis. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just thought that was a beautiful progression. And then um, at, at the end, just because it was so quick and he's just like, everyone proves their talents back by fucking duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it proves almost nothing except for all these guys are tall. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. There's Space Jam. Uh, before we move on to uh, Wedding Crashers, Daniel, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for chatting. Thanks, uh, man. Thanks for on. And uh, it's great to have you uh, writing sins with us. And uh, really appreciate your work. And <gasps> you're doing great thing? work. Hey, so. hey, hey. I've got an idea. Sure, sure, go I've ahead. got an idea. Maybe in the sure. future we can do like a, like a little like like an AMA sesh with all of us and the new writers so people can send in their questions for Daniel sounds and fun. Ian and everyone. Um, maybe we can do like a bonus pod or something like that. Sure. That sounds a lot of, a lot of fun. Because we'll, uh... I'm sure people want to know more about everybody yeah. on the team. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Okay. No. All right. You don't want to know anything else about me. I'm, I'm dull. <laughs> That's not true. You could have a secret Bugs Bunny tattoo. <laughs> That's right. We almost saw it. I have it. no tattoos. <laughs> I really don't. I don't yeah. like he's got, needles. He's, he yeah. does. He's got, he's got a Porky Pig tramp stamp. Uh, <laughs> it's... It's just the pigtail. Uh, oh, it's, well, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I was, I I had a lot of tequila that night, and uh, I had very mean Barrett. Barrett is not a good person to drink around. That's all yeah. I'll say. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all, folks. That's all. Daniel, you did great. I still you see. We can I, see you in the back. The back. We see stage. you in the backstage. Uh, you are good to go. Yeah, uh, man. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this this morning. And we yeah. even went a little longer than I said. Actually, quite a bit longer than I said. So I apologize. Sorry. Oh we... yeah, I hope that hope that was okay. I didn't think about that. So we can't we we can't hear <coughs> you saying it's fine or yeah, you bunch of dicks because we're you know. so I'm sure it's fine. Well, he's sure, holding up both sure middle fair. fingers. So <laughs> Hello. welcome back to the show. I <laughs> If I had a little more lead in, I would have actually done it. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, oh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> He's holding up both middle fingers. So, uh, so yeah. See, so there you go. <laughs> okay, for real. All right. Bye. Yep, we'll see you. Bye. Poor guy. Let's move on to Wedding Crashers. This was a Cher Whittington script. Ian and Barrett writing on this one. So this is a Sherrington. Yeah. Well, we uh, didn't have Ian on because, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's also in the chat right he now, got his Jonathan. Introduction. He got his introduction. Now Daniel's got his introduction. So yeah. I, No, I saw he was in the chat, which is exactly why I said ah, that. I see. Um, so, I'm smart. yeah, Wedding Crashers. You talk about movies that haven't aged well. This has got to be towards the... You know, at least the upper part of that list, right? Like, there's just a, a lot of things I, in this. I, I hated this movie yeah. when I saw it in the theater. I think um, I did too, actually. I, I hate this this type of aughts comedy. Um, and, and a lot of them are Vince Vaughn movies. And I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn um, is great. No one else oh, God, is like, great. Yeah, Freaky uh, is mm-hmm. a great example of a recent example of how good Vince Vaughn can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but I just I hated this Vince Vaughn character, which is probably why he gets to do other movies because this is what made him popular, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I can't. I, I just I just like two guys that are just dicks and they still get everything. I don't know. It just yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I and that's before all the horrible sexist. Mm-hmm shit that's in this movie yeah outside of that even it's terrible yeah uh so. today is you do you have familiarity with the movie beyond the sins video nope okay yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I uh I remember thinking Vince Vaughn is funny in it, um, in that I like Owen Wilson, but I just didn't like the movie. I just didn't and I haven't revisited it other than the Sins video, watching that and just going, Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yep, 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 uh huh, yeah. Uh which is what I do on Sins videos sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh let's get into the sins, of which there are many. Uh by the way, I thought this video was absolutely hilarious. Um but I guess before that, did Barrett have anything to say uh about this? Yeah, uh, Barrett said, I love Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barrett. <laughs> Oops. Uh, even though it's obviously problematic at times. I think he's the only one that likes it, though. Uh, I, I, rem- I, I don't think Ian enjoyed this one either. So um, yeah. anyways, this is the last Vince Vaughn is super chatty and charming, even though he's a big old butt cock performance of his career. I think everyone's attractive. The script is solid. Walken is walking. Jackson Maine is a dickhole. And it's just a fun time. But it's still astonishing to me that the gay panic cliche continues so often through these comedies from this century. It really was a crutch for jokes that kept getting re- reused. Anyway, I've probably seen this movie in a Jeremy amount of times. Mm-hmm. That is an official measurement uh, mm-hmm. when you've seen a movie of Jeremy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, was that it? Was that the end of uh, the Barrett thoughts? Yep. Uh, okay, we can move into the sins then. Um, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? What were some of your favorite sins from this one? Um, I liked uh, uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson just walking into the office to talk to Vince Vaughn with that cup, and the sin is just fuck us up with this tiny ass cup. <laughs> and then they make a mall rats reference, and then end the sin with, and that kid is back on the escalator, <laughs> which was hilarious Mm -hmm. um and then just them drinking at the weddings and it just the sin was these guys are drinking so hard that not only will their dicks not work later in the night they may just fall flat off Mm -hmm. i thought was a very good point um and then just talking about like the when they're going over the rules and then there's i love that sin at what point do the rules stop governing behavior clearly sexual harassment is not mentioned (laughs) (laughs) right yeah like but uh yeah no it's it's crazy uh danae what about you um yeah watching this was uncomfortable the entire uh thing was uncomfortable to watch um and i really liked the sinning aspects of specifically all the uh just i don't know it you know i'm just thinking about something this reminds me of adam sandler and will ferrell there's like a, a type of humor that's just right over my comfort level and this is seems to be one that i would, I would burn to the ground yeah, i think ferrell's better at it though like i don't think he's as um i don't like know like like Farrell's films feel more like they're making fun of that like the ron burgundy yeah. stuff is so over the top like they're just making fun of that behavior right mm-hmm. movies like this feel like we're supposed to root for yeah, yeah. we're supposed to like, like these guys yeah, yeah. like yeah. they're the good ones and they even have like the bradley cooper character is a great example of they're trying to put a bigger dick than them mm-hmm. so they look better like yeah. the bradley cooper character is ridiculous yeah. like i mean it is not a person that exists yeah, look at on these. any plane yeah, you're right. Look at these adolescent men child. Oh, they're being yeah. they're being wrong, but they're just guys. Guys will be guys yeah, and then they'll yeah, yeah. learn and you're like don't you just love it when they learn something and yeah. it's just like <sighs> And yeah. somehow it all resolves itself. Um Yeah, yeah like after so that, I like that like, the sins kind of pointed that out sorry. as it went. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Because that's to me that's kind of a fun script is where uh, so here you have Barrett who obviously 
enjoys this movie and still sending it and then another perspective who didn't enjoy it and is sending it and you can still kind of come up with a fun and entertaining perspective um mm-hmm. i think yeah uh yeah so uh but ones i really enjoyed there's like a balloon one where one of the guys is creating balloon animals mm-hmm. and the sin is about how he got the balloon in the first place because people who make balloon animals have quote batman level super belt to hold that shit uh-huh, yep. and i loved it because i <laughs> there's this one particular balloon animal guy that's uh at branson landing whenever we've gone there through the years and he does he just has this massive balloon setup it's it's insane and then i happen to have a couple of other friends who that's what they do for kids parties they show up yeah. and they make balloon animals and they have these massive belts so i was like holy shit yep. that's something i hadn't really thought about in a long that's time. real and batman level is accurate mm-hmm. um the uh so i guess so these two guys they have this code back and forth about all of the ways that they're being absolute dick fucks so Mm -hmm. um to people in general and they keep like referencing like rule number whatever whatever and so they reference another one of these rules and the sin is there's at least 76 rules that we know of and exactly how many stages um that they have to be aware of and then the latin translation of the silmarillion is easier to follow than this Mm-hmm. Any Lord of the Rings reference, <laughs> I'm fucking gonna love. Uh, and then I have to point out that Jeremy spoke Klingon in this. Yeah, and oh, very well. I had that fact. down. Yeah, yeah very well. that was a really as as exciting one. It was a fun lead I up. I had that down too. Yeah, it was a great setup. Um, and it was uh, interesting because um, Ian actually, I think he wrote to Twitter about it, like asking for uh, Star Trek Twitter people because he's involved in the Twitterverse um, in the Star Trek realm to kind of go, okay, what's the best way to go about this? And then he looked up multiple translations to and cross-referenced them for accuracy and then had to provide Jeremy with how to pronounce all of this. And then yeah. Jeremy decided he was going to obviously give it a go. Uh, yeah. Barrett was like, yeah, let's give this a go. So to put it in front of Jeremy and say, hey, speak Klingon. I think Jeremy was excited about it. I think he did yeah. well. Um, would you be excited to do something like that, uh, Dice? Or like, would you want to try 100%. to speak a completely this is, different this, language? Yeah, hundred percent. This is. Um, I, I think Jeremy is built the same way. I think our editors are built the same way. Give us a challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's mm-hmm. it's really fun to do something out of our comfort zone. Something yeah. interesting. Something challenging. Um, it helps mix it up a little bit. And even if you get it wrong, like you get to give it a go, you know, that's one of the things, you know, you mentioned like, um, uh, me enjoying doing, uh, tongue twisters and that kind of thing, because it's a challenge. It's fun. It's like, you know, it kind of mixes up the recording process a little bit. It does. And it also is fun because, um, Jeremy is a fan of Star Trek and the narrator has hinted at that multiple times. So it's a, it's Mm -hmm. a way to kind of wink at his nerddom. Mm-hmm. without it being too over the top too because yeah. it had the nice setup um so and it was also interesting to watch the editing process as we were uh, learning like how to go into our editing software and make notes and things mm-hmm. to show the klingon and the translation and does it make sense uh from yeah. a uh, perspective of somebody who's hard of hearing like they would want to know that the narrator is is speaking this really interesting language so i like that one a lot yeah that was cool i always envy people that can actually speak klingon because i mean i've watched a lot of star trek but like i can't speak i mean like i have nothing you know Um, on it's and so that's impressive that he did all that research yeah he did a ton of research uh on that one uh especially as a star trek fan he would want to get it right um 
I, I yeah, scrolled yeah. down on my notes and there's just this one little line that I forgot about just picking up eggs with bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Cool. Uh, eggs. And I, That's another love, crossover this week. Eggs. And I love talking sure. to, this isn't off the side, but just talking about how cool Ian is. I love talking to him about Star Trek because he's like me where we just watch it all and we're just not like, I, I, that we're not like the, you know, well, this version of Star Trek is better than the, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I like the free flowing Star Trek fan. It's more fun. Oh, Watch Star Trek is love, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's totally. the and, and, and it's the good franchise with Star in the title. Did I say that out loud? Shit. <laughs> those Stargate Damn. those Stargate fans are gonna come after yeah. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. No, not Stargate fans. Side note. Stargate was one of the first sci-fi movies that I watched when I was and I fucking oh. loved that movie. Yeah, Stargate's great. I, I love it too. loved Stargate. I don't remember. I've I seen it like twice. I literally just started having about flashbacks, it. just sitting and going, mm-hmm. oh, "I remember well, that movie." Like, did yeah. you watch all the? Did you watch the show? No. There's like twelve seasons or something no. of a show. No, just the movie. <laughs> yeah, just with MacGyver. Fucking love right. that movie. Right. Richard. I haven't thought about it in yeah. so long. Hey guys, I gotta James go watch Spader a movie. James Spader and Kurt Russell. We'll see you. I'm gonna go. Like watch in it. a day where you could get a movie with James Spader and Kurt Russell. Right, man. That. Right. Yep. Um, I loved that they uh, make fun of them for treating the assistant like she should go to the store and get them a sleeping bag uh, and called her a sleeping bag sorcerer, that she's not just a sleeping bag sorcerer. I thought that was well said. Uh, I love the callback to the premature champagneulation uh, and then even saying, yes, we've done this before. Uh, go subscribe to TV Sins or whatever. I thought that was great. Can I tell you Have the background to... on that real super fast? Sure, go for it. Yeah. Ian remembered that one from TV Sins and asked me to confirm that it was like where it was or something. Uh-huh. So I searched our archives for the keywords until I found where it appeared and made mm-hmm. sure I'm like, I'm like, yes, confirmed. This was one of the sins because he <laughs> remembered it and he wanted to do a callback yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, the work we do I have to mention the Hamilton I don't concur sir Hamilton was killed by Aaron Burr (laughs) sir Uh, I thought that was great Uh, sand is not a place for coitus coitus. Uh, Anakin Mm -hmm. was right I had to mention that one Uh, and then I wanted to mention where the movie does this thing where it has their bad guy state in exact terms what is so awful about our protagonist as if we're supposed to like defend them or something. Mm-hmm. And I just love the sin because he basically says they go to weddings and trick people into sleeping with them. And then the, the sin is, well, yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> I just think that's such a great way to point out that the movie thinks it's doing one thing and it's doing exactly the opposite. Uh, and then um, the the line in the movie is, she doesn't want to see you, and Owen Wilson's character says, I disagree, and then the sin is just stalking. <laughs> just so perfect. I mean, it just absolutely eviscerates this movie in those moments yeah. with one word. and just like get him. And yeah. it's so weird it. that Vince Vaughn ends up staying with Isla Fisher after all that is mentioned. Like, her parents are, like, okay with mm-hmm. them getting married. Of course, yeah. because like, at the end of movies, you get married and you fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about my daughter making her own decisions, but if you made a confession like that in front of me, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you are not marrying this guy. Nope. <laughs> nope. We are moving to another country today. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, uh, the chat has well brought up uh, that what uh, what coyotes uh, do in uh, in the desert is uh 
coyotes. Uh, that is a <laughs> that is a different thing. That's Would that be coyotes though? That should be coyotes. Actually, now that you mention it, uh, definitely. Glad should we be. had this chat. Lawyered. <laughs> All right, let's move into keeping tabs. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, podcast peeps. It's me again. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my... Uh, every time I try to talk... Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're... Mm. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to take a look at something from putting together the content for the week. Um, I'll kick us off this week. I really didn't have a ton of stuff, but I did want to mention the, we talked about the passwords. And so I did a search to see like, because I was thinking if I could even make an even more uh, like sexual, um, like password, like an, um, uh, is it called like uh, ASCII art, A-S-C-I-E art, um, where you use like actual, you know, typewriter symbols to draw things. And so Um. I did, I did some research for that. And I just have to tell you, that is some of the most incredible like art I've ever seen. The oh, ASCII yeah. art, like if you've ever gone and I like no, researched I it and and like people are like really genius with that stuff. And text so, to ASCII art, I think. Yeah, but it's like, ASC, I think. Uh, yeah, ASCII. Um, I think it's ASCII. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, I don't see one on my keyboard, uh, the ASCII, but, uh, but you know, maybe your keyboard. That's a, just let that fly over your head. Uh, so anyhow, the, uh, but the art is absolutely incredible. Um, and, uh, and yes, if you needed any more proof that at every level of technology, we use it for porn first, uh, there, you know, there are certainly examples of that as well as my uh, Google search that- returned to me. So thank you, Google, for being thorough with your your searching algorithms uh but anyhow yes as in general it's in pretty incredible uh, artwork that people can do with just characters on your keyboard including the ascii that's right uh all and right boredom. what about <laughs> and boredom uh jonathan what about you um i didn't well i mean i only wrote on the one rick and morty episode and i didn't really do any investigating on anything on that but i will say this morning uh we were uh as we do on our uh are when we talk to each other we have our own language and we make weird jokes about movies and pop culture and we were going on a thing about black widow and aaron brought up they made a joke about like uh because i think i was about to make a pun and then i said oh my god what has aaron done to me and then aaron said something along the lines i have 
secretly done something, but I have left the antidote in your medicine cabinet, uh, so you never look for it. Uh, kind of making fun of a, a problem with Black Widow. What was interesting to me about that was I was like, medicine cabinets? Like, who? Like, is that even a thing anymore? Like, do, people have, <laughs> do people have medicine cabinets anymore? Wait, let me get this. Maybe I missed something. Are, are you doing a keeping tabs on a Discord conversation we had? Well, was is that what's Discord? happening now? It was, no, it was, it was Slack. Slack. No, Slack. today? This, this, this caused me... This caused me to wait. To are do we talking research. about the the spoiler chat for the person who hasn't seen the movie that I had to mute our channels this <laughs> morning? Spoiler. Because you no guys spoiler. are like, that's the alarm going off we did, of all of chat explosion. Sorry, yeah. well, I did not. I, if if we did spoil anything, I apologize. I don't think. Anyhow, continue, that, Jonathan. This made you so, think of something. This made me think of medicine cabinets. So I typed into Google, "Do medicine cabinets are medicine cabinets still a thing?" <laughs> I can't I just believe thought. this. Keeping tabs. This is amazing. <laughs> well, I didn't are have they, anything Jonathan? else. <laughs> and, are they uh, still a thing? They are. They are. They, wow. And they're actually, they're actually, because I just always, I was just picturing like the mirror that opens up, you sure, know, yeah, and there's yeah. just, you know, like, yeah, like people still you know, have just, those too. Yeah. They do, but like they're super elaborate now, like, and they're mm-hmm. really expensive or they can be. And now sure. I'm upset I don't have one. Like they have ones with built in nightlights. Uh, they have ones with defoggers for your mirror. This, this is my favorite keeping tabs of all time. They have some. Like, this, is, uh, this is amazing. Really? They have some with TVs in them. We have a Slack conversation so this morning. <laughs> and you search for our medicine cabinets, a real thing. And, no, it's and still a like, thing. I know, still I know. Thing. I'm just exaggerating, but yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just, ugh, man. I, just, this, I don't know. It was just. It, it just tickles just, me. That tickles it just me. felt like an old man joke. And so I was mm-hmm. just like, it just made me think like, man, do people still have medicine cabinets? Like, that's just. <laughs> that seems so that odd. tickles me so much. <laughs> no, Amazing. it's hilarious. I, I can't believe I, after I did uh-huh. it, I'm like, I have to make this my keeping tabs because it's ridiculous that I'm spending like I, 20 minutes of my day looking at medicine great. cabinets. That's great. Thank now, you I'm really upset, now I'm upset that I didn't have one built in when I had my house constructed. That's what I was going to say is like next level is you remodeling your bathroom I'm going just to so now. that you can have right. one of these. Yeah. I want a defogger medicine cabinet. You should yeah. put together like a little poll with the pictures of the different <laughs> medicine cabinet styles and then people can help you vote on which one you would get. I'm it just pretty excited. Amazing. I'm just excited someday to get old enough to use those day of the week pill things. <laughs> Where you, you, oh, you put your pills Monday through Sunday or whatever. My, like, I can't wait. That's going to be with a us. blast. My in law stayed with us for a few weeks after my father in law, you know, had, uh, he had, he had, uh, he had messed up his mm-hmm. knee. And so we were just helping them out. And they have those. Yeah. Because they're older. And like on Sunday night, like they get together and they put their medicine in the little thing. It was the, I it was the it's, cutest it's thing I've I ever seen. I they're like wait. having conversations while they're doing it, talking about their week. <laughs> It was so honey, sweet. Honey, it's medicine sorting time. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I love it. It's my favorite and thing I to ever so happen on the show. And I felt so bad for my mother-in-law, too, because one of those nights, like after she had gotten it all done, she forgot to close the lids, and she got, got up really quick, oh, no. and everything. Yeah, oh, it was bad. No. Oh, no. Oh. I know. It was Yeah, so I just want to let you know, I, I use those not regularly, but there was a time like when pandemic first started, we did an immune yeah, yeah. booster. And yeah. I went on to Amazon and bought one uh, for myself and one for Iris. And apparently they have ones where like you can rip the whole back open and just load them in. Then you close the back so you don't have to open tab at a time. 
there's all yeah. kinds of stuff out there. It's fascinating. It's and now I know that there's cabinets to put that inside of. <laughs> Imagine With that. T-foggers and TVs <laughs> and night lights. Oh, oh. shit. Tanae, follow that. Um, okay. So uh, one of the most common, I suppose, comments that came in from the decoy bonus round was, thank you. You've ruined this word for me forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I looked up what that's called. That's called semantic satiation. Nice. Uh, it's a psychological it. mm. phenomenon in which repetitive repetition causes a word or phrase to temporarily lose meaning for the listener who then perceives the speech as repeated meaningless sounds. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. that is certainly what we all experience in the bonus round. So well, that was semantic satiation. And I loved learning that. Semantic satiation. It's a Love great it. word, right? I got to hold on to that. I got to find a way. They say if you find a way to use use a word or phrase mm -hmm. four times within the first twenty four hours, that right. you'll keep it. So I got I gotta I gotta say words a bunch of times today, and then be like, somebody be like, "What are I you would, doing?" I'm like, I've "I'm just experiencing that semantic satiation. I feel like this is a a thing that you would in particular really love, Aaron, because of your love of words and definitions, mm -hmm. because you like to satiate yourself or mm -hmm. in, fill yourself up too mm -hmm. full of right. good shit all mm -hmm. the time especially when it's like a juicy word that has mm -hmm. a very specific meaning so yeah, yeah. i think you'll be able it. to i think you'll be able to cling on to that one cling on well they're nice sorry, <laughs> well sorry about that, that. Is, that's the beauty of wordplay <laughs> that's how wordplay works right you just out. yell it out after you do it that's, that's amazing cling on anal <laughs> thank you jonathan <laughs> thank you jonathan and on that note let's move in to <laughs> the comment section. <laughs> I'm the worst. I, I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to take a comment from either the week's video, somewhere else online, could be Discord, wherever. Um, what do you guys think? What's your uh, comment for this week? Danae, go first. Um, mine comes from the tube of use this week and it was for, I believe everything wrong with Rick and Morty, no wedding crashers. Yeah, it was wedding crashers. This is from dare to be deviant says for the second time in 10 years, Jeremy is actually right and serious about the visine thing. <laughs> it does not induce wicked shits like Hollywood wants us to believe it actually causes intestinal pain and makes the body freak the fuck out you will want to have poison control on standby there's some people commenting about that and then i comment uh wait what was the first time because he says for the second time in 10 mm -hmm. years jeremy is actually right and serious about the visine thing so he actually responded to me just as we started the show and says i worded it incorrectly darn you syntax and meant it. it's been a while since Jeremy mentioned anything as a serious PSA in a video. Last time was in the Midsummer Midsummer wow. uh, episode where they flashed the suicide hotline number for a bit and he mm -hmm. urged viewers to consult professionals. It's just a bit unexpected from a tongue-in-cheek YouTube channel to be dead serious for a moment. So I yeah. thought that was kind of a fun thing. Uh, I thought it was a Absolutely. hilarious dig in a way at Jeremy mm -hmm being right about something but it he turns actually, out he, he or serious. she yeah. actually uh had a more serious approach so that nice. was gonna be yeah uh jonathan what about you 
Oh, um, I was on this Reddit thread about uh, medicine cabinets. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, the comment the comment I picked is from the Rick and Morty episode, the uh, the first one. I can't remember the title of it now. The Dinner with Andre reference, uh, the one I wrote on. And the comment was, because I wrote a sin about um, Jessica is painting her nails on the bed. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a sin about not having like a towel or anything right. underneath you. right. There was a comment on that that said, when you've been painting your nails since you were 12, you don't need a towel or anything under them. The main reason I'm referring to this comment is because the commenter's name is Betty White. <laughs> and <laughs> I just want to assume it's Betty White. Of course. Well, she listens to the show as yeah. well. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, that's the amazing. list grows. It reminds me of that. And that's sleeping probably up- true about the painting nails. My daughter just always puts something under it. Sure. So that was what well, my mind was. It, it reminds me so much of the sleeping on the floor sin from uh, mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier in that people are like, yeah, but people do that. And it's like, <laughs> but it's still a sin. Like, it, it, yeah, fine. You people do don't that. put it out. That's right. You, yeah. Like, if you're letting your 12 year old kid do anything with paint on their bed <laughs> with no protection, you deserve whatever hell comes your way. <laughs> This is going to sound strange, I think, but my mom and dad gave me a whole bunch of um, like twin size sheets and Mm -hmm. they literally still have the sheets that I had on my bed when I was little um, and they still have a stain on them from when I painted my nails on my bed. So literally just swaths of paint. So you're totally right. Or that could be like, see, Danae, you sucked. Or both. Or both. It just remind it reminds me of there was another one uh, the comments this week where it was about the the ray that dissolved the clothing and they're saying well it didn't dissolve the clothing it pulled oh, all his I read that. implants out right that's actually a great observation I didn't catch that mm-hmm. that's really cool I'm glad that that you said that um, but the actual sin there was about the fact that it was convenient that it just left covered you know, stuff yeah that it covered that continued to cover the genitals which they, which, is like, which they actually end up exposing multiple times in the coming <laughs> right, up episodes and just right. blur so yeah so yeah it's it's, it's interesting why they make those choices but um, that happens in anyhow. the is that happen in multiplicity where he just takes his he takes his pants off in the at the dinner table or at the breakfast table yeah. that is yeah that is yeah. the decoy episode that is that is more yeah, he exposed his 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 junk yeah, uh, but the one I wanted to mention was from Space Jam. The comment is simply from uh, Benjamin, who says, "Cinema Sins cover Space Jam, Michael Jordan," and I took that personally. Uh, <laughs> I love that reference to the Last Dance, and uh, well done, very well done, indeed. amazing. They did an outtake too, right? I think they did do a, a Last uh, Dance outtake. Yeah, so, I think yeah. it was that. It might have even been that line. Might have been. Might have been. Uh, all right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. Um, I'm going to kick us off. Uh, I this this is going to be specifically a Beyond the Sins about the movie Sisters, uh, which is available for you to watch on HBO Max. It is one of Brian De Palma's earliest movies, not his first movie he directed, but uh, one of his earlier movies. That ostensibly is going to give me a chance to say, get friends in your life who you can ask about like Aww. different directors in movies and that kind of stuff that can you know. Uh, that really know their stuff because I, in looking at De Palma's filmography, was like, okay, start at Carrie. There's not really anything I've heard of before then. 
and you know kind of go on from there and you're being very patient today this is this is Danae's I'm gonna how long am I gonna have to listen to this face uh but uh it but what was really cool is I threw that in our slack chat and uh Jonathan was very great to point out hey you may want to watch Sisters and Phantom of the Paradise and some of these before Carrie and so I did I watched Sisters and I'm just very thankful to have people who can be like you know, I actually have done this and you might really enjoy this. And so it's kind of a shout out to Jonathan and some others on the team who kind of helped me know, um, you know, what to watch. So I watched Sisters and it's very Hitchcockian, which is Mm -hmm. not a, you know, uh, I've talked about uh, before not watching De Palma because I've heard he just kind of rips off Hitchcock. It's not, it's, there's a difference between paying homage and ripping off, you know, and I feel like or being influenced by. And I just feel like De Palma was very influenced by Hitchcock, and so his movies are going to feel that way. Mm-hmm. The opening scene to Sisters is great. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's really incredible suspense, uh, you know, great work. I think De Palma is, you know, doing stuff here that will come to define kind of his career, as far as I understand, with, you know, um, some of the ways he's using uh, even media in that opening scene, some of the ways that he's using um, his cuts, his framing, all that kind of stuff. Um, anyhow, I just I really enjoyed it, and it is on HBO Max. Uh, you are watching an old movie, and you're watching an uh, uh, an auteur uh, do some early work. So you know it's not going to feel like everything else you watch, um, but it is I think definitely worth a watch and. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah, you did yeah. it because uh, I even suggested you might want to start with a later one, but but I'm glad <laughs> you did. But I know you're a chronological guy, so am I. So that makes perfect sense. But uh, yeah. no, no, it's 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 really good. And you see, like when you watch his later movies, you see a lot of that what that turns into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, because like uh, yeah, it, the the camera angles and stuff. He Hitchcock's a huge influence on him, and it's probably a big reason I like him, but. But now, you know, he's an influence on other filmmakers. I mean, right. people use, especially his split screen work and stuff. Like people, yeah, that's use the other that thing. The just watching, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He loves doing that split screen thing. So he does. Sometimes it it's kind of annoying, but for a lot of the times it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so all. he's like, we don't have to always have split screen to Palma. Like you could just do a shot and then that's go all. to that shot. That's right. That's all for my Beyond the Sins. Uh, Don't be afraid to expand your horizons on the filmmakers you watch and pay attention to those who, you know, find somebody who knows something about it and ask them uh, because they'll help you along. So um, so there you go. Um, Jonathan, what do you got? Um, Oddly enough, uh, it is De Palma centric, although it is a podcast. Um, uh, I don't know if you've been able to take a drink for this in a while, but I'm going to mention Turner Classic. (laughs) Um, and, uh, they have a podcast called the plot thickens, uh, season one was, I think last year and they did a whole thing on Peter Bogdanovich and his career season two that just started. There's, I think there's, there might be a fourth episode by the time this actually airs, but there's three episodes as of when we're recording. And it is actually about, uh, there was a book written by, uh, Julie Salomon around the time that, uh, De Palma was making the bonfire of the vanities. Uh, he gave her all this access to the movie, and she wrote this book about the making of it. And it ended up being like they were going in making this. The Bonfire of the Vanities, uh, written by Tom Wolfe, I believe that's right, at the time was one of the most popular books like ever. Like it was just a huge mm-hmm. book. Everybody was reading it. And so they were making this movie, and it was De Palma coming off The Untouchables and like Casualties of War. They got Bruce Willis. They got Tom Hanks. They got, you know, Melanie Griffith. And they're going to, you know, and it is terrible like it is 
it is one of the worst studio films ever made. Like it is, it is unbelievable how terrible this movie is. Nice. And you have, and you have all these really talented people involved. And so this podcast is kind of going back based on what she wrote and pulling interviews and stuff like that from the time and just going through the making of this movie. And for me, like I don't want movies to be terrible, but when they become terrible, I am always like, it is interesting sometimes to hear about like what went wrong. Right. Like behind Um, the scenes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like there's some really interesting stuff that Melanie Griffith has to say about just being on set and just being like, what what are we doing? <laughs> like it was yeah. just one of those, you know, and and it's just like, you know, and it's just it's just crazy. But um so anyway, so that's the podcast is called The Plot Thickens. I believe it's available on odd podcast things. And like I said, season two, they just started it. They're, it this is about the bonfire of the vanities, which is what I'm recommending. If you do mm-hmm. like that though, the Peter Bogdanovich stuff was really interesting too. Uh, but being a huge De Palma fan um, and really hating this movie, uh, this just is something that was really exciting for me to get to listen to. So, uh, yes, yeah, I would check it out. Danae, what do you got? Let's talk about something exciting. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. You guys are talking about exciting things for other people. That's fine. <laughs> it's not just me. How listening. do you know? You don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, how do you Stop. know? You don't listen to the show. <laughs> well, that's, that is basically what I was saying. <laughs> you weren't paying attention to what we were talking about. So Okay, so I picked up a game called Collection. This is, again, an Android game, but um, I, I it looked interesting, and it was it's it's a escape room game, um, but they have multiple ways that you can start playing there's kite camping play party moon and beaver house um so it's very cute and kidsy looking but it is deceptively difficult which i know many of you will enjoy um i unlike aaron do not mind using hints because i don't give a fuck but (laughs) (laughs) um I get stuck at certain points. I just, I want to press on and I, I am like, am I on the right track here? And sometimes I'll ask for a hint and it'll say things like like, that. I already know. And so I know I just need to work at the puzzle a little longer, but the cool Mm -hmm. thing is, is I've completed the camping. I'm working on kite right now and I have play party moon and beaver house to complete, which I plan to do. And now that I kind of understand the style of how, the game developer is thinking mm-hmm. about their clues. I feel like I might not need to have as many hints. There was one that I didn't do a hint for like quite a while. And then I ended up actually caving and I was just kicking myself because it yeah. was incredibly obvious. I was looking at the wrong, there was kites in the foreground and there were bushes in the background. Mm. And I was looking at the kites and not yep. the bushes. Yeah. How could I have you couldn't see the mist kite for the bushes. Yeah, you couldn't see the forest of kites for the bush trees. Yeah, um, but it's really cute and simple, uh, and something that um, is really, really safe to play. And uh, yeah, it's called again collection. I probably escape game collection specifically. When and I open the app, it says this. escape game collection. And then yeah. when it's just on your home screen, it just says collection. So Okay. And you, you started playing this because you were leading up to you going to the theater this weekend and seeing Escape Room 2 Tournament mm-hmm. of Champions, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, you guys know I'm a huge horror fan. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'll definitely be first there. in There's line. There's one thing we know about you. Yep. It's how much you love horror movies. And I love sitting on the are... front row on the far left. It's my that favorite is, part in the theater. I don't no, usually just, have the genre discussions because I don't care, but I like, is Escape Room a horror movie franchise? I guess it maybe is. Maybe it's like more it's, suspense. It's, it's horror light. 
maybe if you wanted to do genre well, stuff. Yeah, I guess I it's, like a P, it's like PG Saul, PG although horror. it's not PG, but it's yeah. like PG-13 Saul. Yeah, Adam. something like that. Yeah, that's a great genre. PG Which is also song. Home Alone. So horror. I mean, it's horror. 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 Not horror. 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 Not horror movies. Today loves horror movies. Especially when they have mirrors. Mirrors. Horror mirrors. Horror mirrors. Horror. Mirror. I am going to check out Escape Room 2, though. I'm curious. I enjoyed the first one. I'm going we're done here. Oh, wow. Look at you. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Denae Hughes, Daniel Cardoso, a medicine cabinet that still exists, and myself, <laughs> we will see you next week. Happy National Hammock Day! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Had to get my backup, Dr. Pepper. I'm just glad you're alive. What are you talking about? You never you never leave a room saying, I'll be right back. You know this. Oh. Of anyone on the team, you should know this. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't drink. And, no, that's true. You're not out carousing. I mean, I've been married for 15 years, so I don't have sex. And, um, you know, I'm kidding, obviously. I'm glad I said that when you were drinking, though. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah that's good. And I'm 45. I don't know why Killer would be interested in me. You know, it's a good point. It's always the young. They always come for the young. There has to be, there has to be a movie, right? Like where the, you know, Killer or whatever is searching for older people right like that it's it's always yeah has that not been made i mean i think of like relic right like relic last but that's you know yeah, that's i haven't seen that you but... know that's specifically about dementia so that makes sense but like a full-on like slasher film right that would be interesting yeah. like it's like a slasher film like in a senior city like a like in a like retirement mm-hmm. neighborhood or something yeah. i don't know it was odd hold on one second dog's barking bark 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 what? I like how we talk to our pets and expect them to reply in English. All right, well, let's connect with the guys. And yes, I'm using a southern accent. There's a reason for that. I've been role-playing quite a bit in the last 12 hours, and it's just stuck in my head. And this is a very Danae version of a southern accent, as I do not have one naturally, and I have to just let whatever come out, come out. I'm not practiced at it. That's like my heart. My heart stopping is the same thing, right? Like it's it's yeah, not yeah, it's, based yeah. on any of my health choices uh, or anything. It's just something that was always there. No. And, and I mean, happened. you know, maybe maybe it happens quicker if uh, if you're doing. But maybe. I don't know. But like you said, it's not health related. So it's, I mean, it is, but it's not like it's not like yeah. if I drank more, I'd be more at right. risk. Right. Yeah. Probably irritated you that you weren't drinking and drugging it up. I mean, you could have. <laughs> it would have been the same. If I'd have known I was gonna. If I if I didn't know I was going to be dead at forty three or forty two <laughs> or whatever however old I was, man, yeah. the choices I would have made. <laughs> That's not true though. That is not true. Here's what I'm doing right now. It's a little hot, a little hot. I think this will be fine. Okay. I think if you want to back it down another skosh, you can. Lower is always better than yeah. higher because we can we can raise. 
Because what higher does is it clips off the actual audio. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be beautiful. I like the levels. Let me let me show you mine. Yes, do it. Oh shit! Why? Why now? Why did that come into my head right now? Why is this happening? I thought it was. I thought you were playing off my show you my levels. Boots oh, with the, the boots fur. with the fur, man. We sing all that. The all the my wife time. and I sing that Why? all the time. Why I is love it? it. I've, I don't know. I've got my boys doing it now too. Like somebody will say something like just in that rhythm, and they'll go in the boots with the fur, with the and we fur. just all crack. Oh yeah, we just all crack up. We do it. It embarrasses our daughter, like when we're out in public and stuff. So that's why we do it because that's fun. Yeah. She's at that point, Mackenzie's at that point where it's like, I don't want people to know that I have parents. That's right. Oh. And unfortunately for her, she has parents that will weigh into that and, uh, you know, girl. just have some fun with it. Poor, poor girl. <laughs> We're not that bad. You say as you laugh evilly. My oldest son, we, we specifically wanted to have a child before the turn of the millennia. So Austin was born in 1999. And uh, we wanted to give him the, the greatest chance to be to live in three different centuries and two different millennia. Um, but um, but yeah, so but I imagine think of that, I'm thinking like... that hard about having a child. <laughs> <laughs> imagine planning to think and, and you wonder why he's getting married on the day he's getting married. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How old were you when you got married then, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I just turned 20 when we got married. And I don't mind at all you asking. And I'm I'm super thrilled that we got married young. Yeah, my ex. Well, it did. I mean, it works for. I'm glad I know it it's worked different for, you for everybody. Guys. It did not, it totally, did not work for totally. me. <laughs> I know it's different for everybody. But I love my that was not my fault. <laughs> well, and I I'll be honest. One, I mean, I'm not. It wasn't. I mean, it, I'm not saying there. I didn't have any fault in there, but I, I was definitely a lot less than. Of course you didn't, Jonathan. Than her, Jonathan. No. No fault. No, no fault from no, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, I I love the fact that we had a you know a solid four years of of time to get to know married life together, all that kind of stuff before we started having kids, and that yeah. we'll still be fairly young empty nesters. You know, like that's just that that's really yeah, exciting. To I me, mean, so. there's I think that there's pros and cons to both, right? I mean, I like the mm -hmm. fact that we waited a while just because like we had money when we had a child, mm -hmm. so that was sure. nice. Totally, we did not. <laughs> it's a beautiful bedroom set up you know you got it all this going is my on my girlfriend's office actually oh yeah. nice. oh that's like a is that like a futon yeah a david david yeah there yeah, you yeah. Go. we are going into it can you show us the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> we've already got the cameras there so you know we don't need yeah. to we established no, that's that just yesterday ian. <laughs> oh that's just ian i forgot i forgot yeah, that was a that was a benefit for ian that jeremy gave out do you mind that we share your full name is that you know i wanted to make sure you're comfortable with that uh, as we kind of talk publicly about you God, why i think I it's fine okay name good <laughs> what did you say jonathan no, I just realized I'm the only one that ever has my full name out there. Like you and Danae always just do Aaron, Danae, Dicer, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm the pretentious. I should put my middle name in there too. You should, yeah. Like Jonathan oh, Edward Mr. Watkins. Mister. That's right. And I'll just make my, I'll make myself, I'll put the first because mm -hmm. not the that first. there's a second or third. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mr. Mr. Jonathan Edward Watkins, the first. Daniel, we've got seven minutes uh, until we are scheduled to go live. So say some funny stuff for outtakes. <laughs> no. Go. No. No pressure. Yes. Yes. Daniel, say something <laughs> funny now. Now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I listened to an episode 
a couple episodes. Okay. Like this past week. So great. We talk, we talk about our kids. Yeah. And, <laughs> we, um, we make sure everybody knows how old we are. Uh, we are ancient human beings. Weird phobias. We talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Growths on our feet. <laughs> Boots with the fur. Yeah. What all that fuck? stuff. <laughs> um, oh, my daughter's heard some courage. My daughter walked in one time. Mm-hmm. Yes. As I was, I don't even remember what it was, what but it was saying? awful. Whatever you were saying it was. something like butt sex. Yeah, like, it, was, it was so. Un- it was not, and all of a sudden the door opens, and here comes my little girl. Like, Daddy, can you open these chips for me? Or whatever, you know. <laughs> it was the worst and the best at the same. Oh, it was time. awesome. It was great. Sorry, honey. I'll get to the chips oh after I finish God. my thoughts on anal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really. Do. What is our job? What is our job? What is our job? Anal. I was. I was just gonna say that I noticed in the rundown that. On uh, Space Jam, I was designated. Uh, uh, was it like NW two? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I, was, I was like, I was like, this is my double O status. Like my, uh, my license. <laughs> nice. To sin. License to sin. <laughs> nice. NW O two. New writer too. Yeah. 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 Your weapons are actually already with you in your room, and and then there's like a little self destructing note and everything. You have to find it. I'm not going to tell you where it is. So. For the podcast mm. listeners, Daniel is now destroying the daybed looking for a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we're. That's weird too. And I and I will tell you, my beyond the sins, I already had planned before you asked about De Palma stuff earlier. Oh, this are we week, doing so. like an all De Palma behind the sins? <laughs> it, it might be. That's I amazing. don't know. Well, I don't. If Danae comes out with like, <laughs> I just watched Snake Eyes. As in it, what's he? Building in there. What's no, 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 no. That's thing in Then it goes into got a secret, got a secret. Is that the right one? <laughs> I pay no so. attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> I think you've got it. I think you've it? got Was it. That it? You've, I think you've listened to the podcast. I think that's amazing. Guys, I have listened. <laughs> Although I do have a proof that you don't always listen to the outtakes. No, I don't. I, do I literally. God, I get excited about I the outtakes. Sometimes listen. I can be on this end. If I'm just like, there's nothing troublesome here. I'm just going to go listen to the outtakes. I have wanted to listen before it posts, but I have a, um, it's always on my writing day. It's always on my day mm-hmm. when I have so much stuff happening that I cannot sit down and listen to the length of our show. Um, and then I oftentimes just feel bad about only listening to the outtakes. But now yeah. that you've said that, I wonder what it means. Who said and it meant anything? So perhaps Who said I, it meant anything? Hey, can I'm trying we, to think of what he's talking about, too. I feel like maybe a is fan this, should this, just help me out. So nah, here's nah. what I'm going to do. There's I'm going to do something I shouldn't do, right? I should do it myself. But I'm going to say, hey, fans, if you know what Aaron's referring to, please DM me on Twitter and tell me so that I know what. First of all, mm-hmm. I'm not referring. Uh, who says I'm referring to anything? Uh, second Your of all, face says it. Second of all, don't ruin the fun. Uh, All right. What? <laughs> what? All right. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week's process. No, we're him. not. We're talking about what I'm missing in the outtakes. <laughs> it was you. You said you. You said you said anal once, and then Aaron just filtered it through that was on today's episode like, though <laughs> <laughs> like we'll just be aaron and i'll be talking about like a movie and then all of a sudden you'll see your danae go anal <laughs> is that right <laughs> for, for no, some reason she said that's like absolutely a, not for what some happened. reason she said it like a robot i, I don't know why yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> jeez i'm gonna have to go back so many episodes too because it's been a while 
Anal. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Okay. No, that's just me. That's gonna happen this whole episode. Oh, good. Now. You'll be... Except uh, for <laughs> except for during Daniel's part, like please please don't troll Daniel with anal references. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we totally haven't talked to him yet. No, so not who? yet. Who, who are you talking about? Who's this oh, wait, Daniel you writer. mentioned? Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Make fun of me for mentioning future sins videos. Lawyered. <laughs> Lawyered. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 